Hello. <gasps> he snuck upon me then. He's dead. <laughs> I came up from behind. You what? probably did. Hello and thank you for listening to episode 155 of 60 Minutes With. This is the entertainment show for September, October, November and December 2018 and January and February 2019. I'm Dave and joining me on this 17-hour show, it's Chris. Hello. Hello. I've got my uh, sleeping bag and my yeah. snacks. I'm ready to go. Uh, you know, I think it's, is it Game Blast this weekend where people play, yeah. like, you know, raise money for, for charity you know, by playing video games. Some, some people do 24 hours. I'd like to do that at some point, you know, in my life. But um, yeah, we're going to do, should we go for a 24 hour podcast? Imagine that, a 24 hour live podcast. Oh, that'd be so funny. because. <laughs> Just, you know, I mean, for people who didn't know, who may not have listened to the earlier shows, um, it wouldn't be uncommon for me to piss in a bottle <laughs> where, where we just used to do three hour shows. Yeah. Know. So imagine 24, you'd be having a shit like partway through. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would, you know, that would, lots of our listeners have heard you shitting anyway. Haven't they? <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Anyway, how are you? I can't believe when you've reeled off all those months of, you know, that we have. How long ago? When was the last time we did an entertainment show? We put out the last one we put out as well was a four month show. It was from May till August last year. Fucking hell. Yeah, and we haven't put out since then. So this is from September last year. Wow, we're about as regular as the bloody ABC of gaming shows, aren't we? <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, those are becoming more regular and uh, these will become more regular. Yeah. Uh, you know, lots of shit happened last year and uh, life events and all that bollocks. So, um, and for our American listeners and all our listeners around the world, I've encouraged you to use the word bollocks in your daily conversations. Is that what you're going to set them to use the word bollocks at least once in their in their working week? Uh, definitely, yeah. Just to confound their, you know, friends and co-workers, just to introduce our lovely language to um, people yeah. around the world. Yeah, we should got... have some sort of, you know, British. What? The fuck? <laughs> did you hear that? I heard that loud and clear. You yes, did. I did. <laughs> I nearly. <laughs> I nearly looked out of the window. I thought, fuck me, there's a storm coming. <laughs> I, I can't believe you heard that. <laughs> that was not your usual triple squeak about <laughs> Oh, it's hurt my head. I, I didn't even... Oh, my God. Honestly, I didn't even put that right to my next to my arse like i usually do oh god yeah, that rattled through jeez <laughs> sorry I quite... do you feel better now i'm sure you do <laughs> oh god no wonder you're choking my god bloody hell <laughs> what, what was your pre-podcast meal of choice <laughs> Oh God! You could have like a curry or something. No, no, I just I had a jacket potato. But at, at lunchtime, I had. Um, you must have them where you live. Um, you know these kind of 
dodgy side street chicken bars oh yeah yeah sort of like ripoffs of kfc but yeah. uh but yeah so it's called uh i don't know if i should name them actually just in case i'm, I'm ill or if they listen to me <laughs> but I, mean, I really like it you know what i mean but it's uh it is like you know i had a spicy chicken burger and spicy uh chicken wings oh lovely uh, yeah, it's like it was really nice but obviously it's coming through me <laughs> it's, it's coming through my headset loud and clear mate <laughs> oh jesus oh i do apologize wow <laughs> Whew. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, shall, I, I, th- I thought I'm being really discreet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway, what were, where were we? What were we talking about? Um, I have no idea. Now. Um, yeah, I genuinely yeah. can't remember. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, so yeah. what, what have we been doing over the past few? few I mean, well, obviously we've been doing stuff. You know, we've been doing yeah. the, the ABC shows, which is great. And uh, oh, yes. Talking about bollocks, weren't we? As always. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because uh, the Wilder Ride people, the, the lovely Wilder, there's a, as Ben mentioned in the last ABC gaming show, there is a, we've got a little WhatsApp group and everything. And I, I think I've, I've said to them to use the word bollocks. That is my, because they're American. That's my mission in life is to get Americans to say the word bollocks because I just think it's hilarious. It is, you know? yeah. Yeah, you they know? should do. Yeah. Uh, and twat as well. I think uh, when people, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> Americans in particular, they say that's hilarious. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we should get some of their words as well in return. I think. Mm. Yeah. What what words do you think they would? I don't know. What is sort of you know what is some American swear word that we don't know? I don't know. Is the one? I think, I think we already use them, don't we? I think we've heard them all. Right? Yeah. I always used to think um, word like motherfucker. That was always like a more American thing. Mm. You know I mean, yeah, so I quite like saying that. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, well, we were saying as well, more regular before before the storm was in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, well, I mean, we, it has been touched on, like you said, in the ABC gaming shows. Um, 2019 is a far more positive year for all of us involved, isn't it? We're getting sort of our mojo back for loads of stuff. Definitely. Yeah, I wrote my first video game review since probably what, last September. Um, and just, yeah, just enjoying things you know when you, you feel confident and happy in yourself things just flow don't they you know and mm. it's uh so that's kind of getting back on the horse with all that sort of stuff and uh yeah you want to do a few more movie reviews and get those on the site I feel like i've neglected it for the past sort of 12 months but you know as i said when you're not feeling 100 yourself it's it's difficult to get motivated for anything else isn't it so uh it is yeah i mean this, there was times last year especially towards the back end and it's like you know as much as i love podcasting and you know updating the website with stuff uh, you know i got into that sort of sinkhole of oh, i can't really be asked even though it's something that i know i really enjoy like motivating yourself was really tough and it's just getting uh you know doing the changes that you've got to do to to change your way of thinking and now oh yeah i think this month even though it's the shortest month of the year we're on course to have more posts than anything than any other month since the website's been online in four years wow and i think we're gonna have more podcasts in a month than we've ever had before as well going it's, online oh it's amazing we're spoiling people aren't we we are yeah we should yeah. stop really bastards. <laughs> freeloading bastards that they are <laughs> No, I mean that that's something just what you've mentioned there about the website being four years old is crazy, isn't it really? It's, mm. uh, 
Yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I was intensely proud of the the website because of all the content on there for, for people that you know have other things going on in our lives, children, jobs. I've said it before, but you know, it's just it is amazing to think how much stuff goes on there. Um, as you know, I was thinking about it the other day, sort of, <clears throat> you know, the, the, it basically what's what we've created, you know, and it's it's incredible, you know. I think personally speaking you know it's, uh... yeah there's loads of stuff on there isn't there i mean you know obviously all the podcasts are on there then there's all um reviews that go on there of video games and films and live events and then news items and very often you know there's all like videos to new songs going up that don't make it to the sound check them out show so you can go and visit and listen to new music and yeah obviously i'm, I'm sure i'm talking to the you know preaching to the converted aren't i because everybody listening to this just visits every day i'm sure yeah and, yeah to think that i mean like i'm just looking now at the website and the list of shows that we've got on there like the abc of gaming the clint cast now which mm -hmm. is awesome really looking forward to the first first show of that for the first you know proper sort of in-depth yeah. dive uh that'll be awesome that a decade of decadence now with tom yeah um uh you know that's great as well because i loved listening to the 80s picture house so now that tom has come over to to the 60 minutes with uh, it's just it's it's great because you know kind of feel like you've got that back uh which was which is awesome entertainment yeah. shows uh interviews sound check and the spotlight, you know, huh? that's the thing. There will be a new. I'll do another spotlight um, for. Uh, oh, I was going to say Rain Man, but that's not right. Soul Man, totally, <laughs> two totally different films. But uh, yeah, that would have been quite funny, actually. Dustin Hoffman getting blacked up, you know. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah, it would have been. Um, so yeah, so that I'll I'll edit the one that for people who, again who don't know what i'm talking about uh I, ben and i we did um movie shows when we were recording the same coin so just rejigging them slightly adding a new intro um and just kind of re-releasing the shows that we recorded about what three or four years ago uh and putting them on our site now because they're i think that i think they fit better because it, obviously we focus on it a bit of everything whereas that was more video game yeah stuff, you know what i mean so um, yeah so yeah, and the thing is, the talking about the film doesn't really matter what when we recorded it. No, you know? it's timeless, isn't it? Of course it is. That's why yeah. I like to look at them. Yeah. So yeah, lots going on. Lots going on. Mm -hmm. And then when me and Tom recorded the February decade of decadence, we did the new intro for the Lloyd Kaufman uh, interview that originally went out in 2013, and I've been trying all fucking day to upload it. <laughs> I've not been able to do it. It's been like uh, technology has been against me all day today, mate. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, we've just had a little sample of that, haven't we? With bastard Skype. Yeah, we fucked Skype off, haven't we? Fucking Skype. Love is shite. So um, just as a little preview, what films are you talking about on this month's Decade of Decadence? The February Decade of Decadence. Uh, it was Tom's choice for the first viewing, and he picked Extraterrestrial Visitors. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember uh, now. And then it was my choice, obviously, for the rewatch, and I picked Halloween 2. Oh, yeah. Mm. I haven't seen that one for a long, long time. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched it. Mm. In fact, I I know it sounds a bit sacrilegious probably to say it, but I tend to get a little bit blurry with 1 and 2 because of when I watched them when I was a kid. So I know yeah. obviously 1 is a classic, do you know what I mean? But I can't remember ma a massive amount about 2. Um, so it would be interesting to sort of 
listen to what you guys think about mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I've got a real soft spot for three. I must admit, I, I like. Yeah, it. me too. Yeah, yeah. Although it's not really a Halloween film, it's. But I think it's a cracking. Yeah, film. yeah. People just showed their ass a little bit because Michael Myers isn't in it, wasn't it? That was the main thing. Yeah, I can't remember if I asked you, but did you watch the uh, the sort of rebooted Halloween? I did, and we discuss it on the show. Did okay. yeah, yeah, because I thought it. The reason I picked it, I thought it'd be interesting, because the the new one is supposed to be. They're saying forget everything after the original Halloween. Watch the original Halloween, and then jump forward forty years and watch the new one. Yeah. So I thought, is that the best way of doing it, or are we best watching the original and then you know the sequel that did come after it? What works better? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we both came to a decision, and we both agreed. Oh, excellent. Mm. Looking forward to listening to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that the, the extraterrestrial movie was a masterpiece. Oh, oh, Oscars. <laughs> why it didn't claim all the Oscars that year, I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's. Uh, let's just say it's an 80-minute film, and it took me two sittings to get through it all. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Tom did it in one. He's far braver than I am. Wow, fair play. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, well... Obviously, video game talk is everybody goes to the ABC of gaming because you know that's that's where it's all happening, isn't it? And yes. and your and your reviews on on the website as well. Your review of Resident Evil Two that went up. Yes, that's right. Um, so I've finished it now, so I feel like I can actually. It's all right. My daughter's just walked in and she's distracting me, as she always does, doesn't she? Hello, do you want to say hello? No, okay. Off you oh, go then. Off that. Fun. Bye. Sorry. Oh, if only she'd walked in 10 minutes later when Daddy was halfway through a huge fart. <laughs> She's uh, just gone, come back from a, um, a fake Little Mix concert. Uh, oh. She she loves Little Mix. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's just come back from, I can't remember what they're called, Little Fix or some something. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we just shut the door. Just I don't want to be teaching us some new words. Just bear with me. Yes, like bollocks. Yes. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> She's back home safe. That's good. So, yeah. um, where were we? What was? We oh, yes, the ABC of gaming. So, um, I finished Resident Evil Two. So, thought, you know what? I'm going to write a few little words about it, mm. and I did. And uh, so, I enjoyed doing that. You know, and uh, it just kind of reminded me why I love writing um, reviews because uh, I say I haven't really done one for a long time. So, uh, yeah, and I've got a little plan to, to go through my my video game collection and. Just, just write some reviews and you know my my retro reviews and hmm. whenever I complete a game I think I'm just gonna just write a review about it you know just oh nice why not um, yeah look forward to that yeah so that, that's all good uh, so yeah I'm not really gonna talk about video games on on this show no no hold it back hold it back for the ABC mate yes and as so obviously now you're part of that but I have already said that we're not gonna rename it the ABC of D no 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 I said I you know you talked me into being on the last one I was for all for not being on it because I thought fuck me people are just gonna be sick of me talking in their ears every show yeah oh, of course not they love you we all love you Dave <laughs> we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see for the next one <laughs> of course you're always welcome uh podcast you already mentioned the wilder ride mate and i got that as a podcast recommendation uh because ben put us onto it uh and season one of the wilder ride if anybody doesn't know it's uh 
podcast all about Gene Wilder. They look at his films. They take it one film at a time and they look at it minute by minute. Now, I've never listened to one of these minute by minute podcasts before. I'd heard lots, of them. Lots of yeah, them. There's there? loads in there. There's loads. And I'd never listened. And I thought, well, how can you do that? How can you talk? You know, these shows are averaging about 30 minutes each. How can you talk for 20 to 30 minutes? About a minute. And then I, you know, Ben said, you need to listen to The Wilder Ride because season one was all about Young Frankenstein uh, and that's finished now. And they're just about to start season two, which is all about Blazing Saddles, which is a great film yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, but Alan and Walt that do the show, uh, actually, just before we started recording, I left them an iTunes review as well. I logged into iTunes and left them a review. Five star, of course, because mm. that's, what, that's what they deserve. It is so interesting informative entertaining it's all done in that style that i love where you know it's that whole cliche thing it's like sitting with mates you know you, you sat listening to them you're having a laugh with them they're so funny uh it is child friendly any naughty words are sort of bleeped out uh, so you know you can listen along with your kids as well uh, but they they were pulling up like all sorts of information these little bits and nuggets of, of info that I didn't know about, about Young Frankenstein. And I've watched that film so many times. Yeah. But it was all done in such a great, uh, not in a, I hate podcasts. That are, oh, we're all going to talk like this. And I'm so educated and then blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, it's sit back, relax with them and just let them entertain and inform you. It's, re, it's so good. Uh, and they're back, uh, well, as we record on the Friday, they episode one drops on monday and they release one episode a day monday through friday mm -hmm. um which is one minute a day so yeah that is uh highly recommended for anybody into podcasts and especially if you love gene wilder yeah oh fantastic yeah it's uh and and uh, you know uh like i said in the little group and everything else i've been saying how amazingly you know put together it is and everything and mm -hmm. it's just yeah it's great and they're nice guys as well you know aren't they they are yeah really nice guys yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, can I do a little podcast recommendation? We've talked about it before. I have, but uh, uh, I'm finally listening to the latest episode of the Secret History of Hollywood um, called "Shadows: The Silent Land." Yes. And, <clears throat> wow. It's it, it's been a while since I've listened to one because they're you know they're sporadic in terms of when they're released and stuff like that. Because the mm. reason being, a lot of bloody work goes into. Oh them. my god! Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's so incredibly well put together. Uh, uh, Adam Roach, who we interviewed some time ago, it, it's just he does this now as a full time job that you know he kind of he was because through Patreon he uh, he was managed to get enough people to contribute so mm -hmm. that he quit his day job and do this full time, which is amazing to think about it. Um, yeah. So and they are incredibly well put together shows. The, the this latest series is all about Val Luton uh, and about his impact uh you know on horror films and his struggles with the studios at heads at RKO. Uh and this latest one is all about his uh him meeting up with Boris Karloff. Mm. Uh so I've got about two hours left of it. Uh and it's oh it's so good. It, it's so well put together. You know the the, the way he delivers it, the the editing, the music choices, the it's it's sublime. That really is sublime. Yeah, it is highly recommended. Like you say, the, like God, the work that he puts into him is incredible. It just yeah. takes, yeah. But it comes across when you're listening to it. Obviously, doesn't it? You, you, know, oh. you can tell. Yeah. Certainly puts us to shame. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all we can manage: a rumbling fart. Yes, in the background. <laughs> 
Um, shall we start off with some television then? I think you should start off, Dave, because you've got a little bit more than me. You've whittled your list down quite considerably, I'd imagine. Because, uh... Uh, yeah, I've, I've separated uh, definitely the wheat from the chaff. And uh, yeah, I've thrown away some wheat as well. You know, I've just kept the, the really good stuff. Oh, yes, the good stuff. The root, get it in your mouth and chew on it kind of stuff. Oh, you know? I like it. T taste it. Very tasty. Uh, <laughs> the first one, I'm sure by now everybody has watched, but uh, I've got to mention it quickly. And that's The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Uh, have you managed to watch this yet, mate? I'm trying to convince Kay to watch it. Um, oh. because she doesn't like horror films and she doesn't mm -hmm. like you know horror stuff um even though when we first started going out she says oh yeah i love horror films uh so, so i think there's a bit of false advertising uh <laughs> but still you know it, it's not like when you're supposed to start going with somebody and they you know they put nice underwear on and then a couple of years down the line it's the sort of chuck old any old pants on <laughs> yeah that's it uh, <laughs> but basically yeah she she said that she loved horror films and stuff and it was saw three that i think killed her for oh my her, god yeah i love for horror movies i think <laughs> it would too that's that's a bit intense really it's, yes it's full on we watched it well we saw it at the cinema say so we watched it uh i watched it she covered uh, her <laughs> a face with her hands the whole time we were there so um but yeah i'm trying to convince her is it scary i mean is it like say scary is it tell tell me about it then let me give me so like give me some tips or something i can okay. say that i can try to convince her right okay so it's it's a family story it's about this one family uh it's non-linear it keeps swapping the timelines within the family from early in their life when uh, the, the children were children uh, and then at a later point in the life when they're adults so it's going back and to within this timeline and they they bought the, the parents bought this house to i think it's called flipping it in america you know they buy it and do it up and sell it for uh, a profit and then move on hmm. uh but unbeknownst to them, the house is haunted. Mm. Um, and it follows the story of this family and everything that goes on with the family, the fallings out that happens. And all the while, there's, there's this backdrop of the, this uh, evil within the house has got the claws into them. Oh, my God, it is chilling. I mean, for years, no film has scared me for so, so long. There's video games that still scare me. I think mostly due to, you know, they're interactive. Uh, we, obviously, a film's just a passive experience, isn't it? You just sat and you're watching it. This is so good. And I'm so glad that Netflix uh, have put this out because they've they've avoided stuff like nowadays. Everything's got to be like so gory. It's got to be edited really quick. And it's bang, 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 this, that and the other. Now, there is gore in this. But the scares come from the, the slow build-up, the getting to know the characters, you feeling empathy for the members of the family and, and what happens to them. And these little just little things playing around with, you know, light and shade, the simple things with a, uh, a torch or a flashlight, as it's called in America, a little kid with a flashlight in a dark cellar and what you see or don't see in the light of the torch. There is one... And I'm not giving anything away here. There is one particular scene that I loved. And it is, it's one of them that me and Tina were watching it and we both went, fucking hell, watching it. And it involves somebody falling 
okay and they and as they're falling they're seeing different things that's all i'm going to say people have already watched it obviously will know what i'm talking about uh one thing to watch out for and it's a really good thing for a, a rewatch, is that all the way through it in the background there's ghosts that you may or may not notice really and now and again like tina would one particular time she sort of like you know elbowed me and got look look oh my god look at the corner this like and you could see one of them and just that and it doing nothing it's just there in the background and they don't know about it on the screen and you're going oh fucking hell. wow it is it is so well done mate and netflix um i saw it today actually they've announced a sequel to it that's coming out in 2020 and it says um the haunting of and then it fades out so it's probably not going to be called the haunting of hill house it could be somewhere else that's haunted now mm. but yeah really really good mate it's like i say it's it's definitely it's no saw three <laughs> you know what i mean it's, <laughs> it, it goes the total up you care for the characters in it you know it's this it's like a family drama where there's a lot of weird shit going on yeah yeah do you think you know kate do you think it's something that she would Get, would she like it do you think or is it something I th- i'll watch on my own i would definitely i would definitely watch the first few episodes with her and i think it could get its hooks into her yeah and it, and but, you know worst case scenario if it doesn't you've got to watch it by yourself then mate okay All right. yeah yeah it is it's something that is it shouldn't be missed are the jump scares and shit like that in it <sighs> a couple it's okay. it's all about the slow build up and really getting under your skin. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Mm, sounds mm-hmm. good. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but good things. I remember Tom mentioned it. I think in one of the last decade of decadence. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very good. Sh- shall I jump in with one then? Yeah. Go on. Uh. So I think it may have been you turned me on to it in the first place. You do turn me on, Dave. Um. <laughs> but <laughs> it's uh. Yeah. I, so we've been watching the good place um oh yes which i think i think basically we're just going to talk about a lot of netflix stuff aren't we really because they they pump out out so much stuff it's unbelievable um but yeah this is on netflix and uh it's a 20 minute show in itself is amazing to think about it you know and uh there are are is there four seasons or three at the moment yes it's the third one yeah that was it um have you watched it all yet? Have you have you finished it? Yeah, we've watched them all now, mate. We watched the last one last week, I think it was. Okay, so yeah, we blew through these so quickly uh, in the end because, like, again, this is now something that Kay and I can watch because it's very light and mm. airy and funny. I think I kind of described it as a bit like Lost, but actually funny and not pretentious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it kind of, it, you know, there's flashbacks to things that happen so it's basically uh, Kristen bell she um goes to the good place and it's like heaven and uh, it's where people go when you know they do good deeds on earth and she meets up with uh, a guy called chidi who is um an ethical professor and you know meets up with a few other people who, who went there uh, and uh uh ted danson's in it he's like the architect you know who created the, the good place and it's just so funny and you know easy going and it's about she's there by mistake basically uh, and she shouldn't be there um you know because she wasn't a very nice person on earth but she got 
mixed up with somebody else and then things happen and i'm not going to say anymore but the the latest series um particularly the last episode i mean it was so like touching you know mm. and not what i was expecting because there are some touching moments but mainly it's, yeah it's kind of you know it's funny and it but it's it, it it's although it's light uh in terms of it's a lot you know and funny and you know the comedy's like quite light and you know you generally laugh out loud at one moment during the, an episode do you know what i mean oh yeah um, you chuckle along the way but then there's usually a laugh out loud sort of like moment um but then there are the it does make you think about a, a little bit about sort of you know being nice to people and you know good point yeah and and all of that kind of stuff you know and and it's just it's a nice program in that respect that just makes you think about you know it's daft in a lot of ways but it's also yeah. just makes you think about well it's you know actual you know being a nice person as well so but this the, the late latest series that was very good and the last episode i think we were in tears you know watching it it was uh, <laughs> not what we were expecting so looking forward to seeing where it goes with the next one um and yeah very very good so thank yeah. you for recommending that to, to me oh it's great i love it i love it that, that what it does as well you know you're saying about it as well as being funny um uh, and you know emotional as well it does and it, it does this without preaching to people as well it sort of holds a mirror up to to you know how people interact with each other and to you know society and everything as well doesn't it and yeah. it does make you think you come away from each episode going oh okay you know a bit of food for thought there yeah and yeah. i love um janet um you know she, yeah janet plays this kind of basically a bit like google you know you just say uh janet and she pops up and you know you can ask her anything and she'll tell you the answer and and but her character develops as you go on it's she's just you know really funny in herself but then um you know chidi's great uh, the, the the guy that um eleanor meets and you know it, it's it's really really good so it's just like seeing how the characters develop you know and and yeah it's awesome Really yeah good. and those like 22 minute shows that there's a lot of them on netflix you can just plow through them can't you they're so like easy to watch yeah absolutely brilliant yeah. Uh, so yeah really enjoyed that mm. and uh it's, it's a nice like i said it's a nice one for for you know couples to watch you know because yeah um Kay definitely liked it yeah okay well i've got another netflix one oh. um believe it or not and it's another 20 odd minute one uh and another, it's a comedy, good for couples to watch. And we've come to this so late. We never knew about it. It started in 2011, never knew about it. The first two series of it are on Netflix, and I think series five played on Channel 4 uh, last year, Friday Night Dinner. Oh. Have you ever heard of Friday Night Dinner? No, I don't think I have. I'm going to oh, look at it now. My God, it is so funny. It was our, it's our favourite comedy show at the moment. Really? We, we are laughing out loud so many times in every episode. All it is, it's a mother and a father, middle-aged mother and a father. They've got two sons who are in their early 20s. Every Friday night, the two sons come across for dinner, you know, as in the title, Friday Night Dinner. They've got a weird next door neighbor, uh, Jim, who owns a dog that is shit scared of. And, and they're, they're the main characters. And, and so every episode is the two sons coming across for dinner. The two sons are played by Simon Bird from The Inbetweeners, yeah. great comedy show if nobody's ever watched it. Uh, and Tom Rosenthal from Plebs, 
great comedy show if no, nobody's ever watched it. And they come across, and I, obviously the, the twin brothers, and they fight like fuck every time they get together <laughs> on a Friday night. But this running jokes all the way through it, and I'm not going to give them away. Um, and the simple things, but they become so funny. The situations that they get themselves, it's stuff you can relate to, you know, obviously within family again, and the meeting for this dinner. Oh my God how this passed us by until now i have got no idea but we're loving it absolutely loving it so i think we've got like two episodes of uh season two still to watch and then i think the other ones could be on more four because it was like originally broadcast on channel four yeah highly recommended mate it is really really funny we're loving it awesome yeah I can't believe it's been going for so long. I mean, look, look mm. at this: two thousand and eleven is the f- yeah first series. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that will be definitely on our watch list then. Because again, it's if it's like twenty odd minutes an episode, mm-hmm. and it's it's yeah. funny. That's kind of our bread and butter, you know. What yeah, I mean? we can sit down because I think I've said it before: we don't get to watch as many films as we used to because of the mm-hmm. kids. Um, so just watching something that you can watch one or two or three episodes of look, is perfect for for us you know yeah oh yeah i'm sure you'll both enjoy that i'd be i'd be surprised if you aren't put it that way mm. mm-hmm. brilliant that's, it. That, that's my tv stuff done oh i've got a couple more shall mm. i yeah on? go from go from yeah so uh this one on netflix again we are sponsored sponsored by netflix Spon- we, should, we should get money out of the bastard shouldn't we <laughs> well i think they get plenty of money although that... uh, i heard that they're cancelling a lot of their marvel shows or um... ah there's too many of them though anyway yeah, I mean, they've cancelled, what, Iron Fist? I think that went. Um, but then they did, what, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage, and The Defenders. Yeah, there's there's quite a lot of them, actually. No. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I've only watched Daredevil. I've watched, um, I've heard The Punisher's very good, but it's just, you know, feels like a bit of a, a mission to watch everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. So, uh, anyway, talking about comedy, uh, for half an hour, I think you've, possibly watch these you may have talked about them before but again we were looking for something again similar length in terms of you know how long it's on for and something that we thought might be funny so we started watching jack whitehall travels with my father have you watched any of these oh you know what no the reason we haven't watched them tina hates him and was it him is it him that was that hosted the brits the other night yes and i was just going to mention yeah he did sort of get on my tits hosting that as well okay he got in a a bit apparently he got in a bit of trouble for um for making a quip Uh, going back to little mix it's all it all links uh it's flawless this isn't it? it's like we've planned it um (laughs) but apparently he got in trouble at at hosting the brits because um one of his one-liners didn't go down very well because they did a performance on stage and apparently it was a bit racy and uh he said something about um dads are fumbling for um throw cushions uh now to sort of basically hide up their erection i would i would have so i'm thinking what the fuck so what you know what i mean are we getting offended ofcom said it received 38 complaints what about the uh, the music award ceremony and 25 of them were about the remark that he made so let's just think i mean i don't watch the brits i can give two fucks about it but um there must have been let's let's say there was a million people who watched the brits and yeah. 25 people got offended by that remark 
Oh, oh fuck my off. God. Are you serious? Come on. It's like at the, the BAFTAs, isn't it, when um, Joanna Lumley made a joke that offended people and then she got shit for it. I, I didn't watch that. Uh, yeah, yeah, she made a joke. What was it about? Oh, my God. Um, oh, that was it because I think oh, something to do with Black Klansman. Great film, by the way. Um, and then she was saying that Black Klansman didn't go down well at the clan film festival obviously making a you know a pun on the can film uh, festival okay okay and yeah. then then she got done because people got offended and had to be offended online and make a shout about uh, it it's just a bit of a shit joke really <laughs> it is yeah yeah but, just, you know just pass on it yeah instead of still getting offended and going online and ranting did find something you like and and go to them on twitter or whatever and, and talk to them and say i love what you're doing you'd feel yeah. a lot better for yourself doing that I mean, it, she is about 80, isn't she? I mean, let, let, you know. Would you, though? Would, would you still? Oh, I still would. Well, there yeah. you go, then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's not a great joke, but it gives a shit. I mean, yeah. looking at this, this news article I'm looking at, 4.8 million people watched the Brits, and they're making, there is a, somebody has written an article that 25 people got offended by that. Is this where we are now? Where I mean, what's that in percentage wise? Not whatever. If if that if that percentage of people get offended by something, ban it. It's evil. Stop it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, um, I appreciate. I I'm not a huge fan of Jack Whitehall. I have to say, I've seen hmm. him in in uh, Bad Education. I think you've watched that, haven't you? The um, you watched the movie, didn't you? Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. To be honest with you, yeah, I did. Yeah, he, you know, he, he's a stand-up comedian, for people hmm. who don't know, and, you know, he dabbles in TV, and uh, Bad Education Education was a, a TV show on BBC Three, uh, again, 25 minutes long or so, um, similar in tone to The Inbetweeners, I guess, to a certain extent, you know, about people's kids in a school who don't look like kids, you know, look about 20, <laughs> 20 yeah. uh, you know, and, and just stupid things happening, and he's a bit of an awkward teacher that's the kind of the person that he comes across as is a bit of a bumbling idiot kind of uh but he's a little bit posh at the same time so but the thing is what i think you might like about it is because his dad uh michael whitehall who i didn't really know much about but he uh was a uh talent agent and producer and apparently very good friends with nigel havers oh oh no there is there is somebody tina does like oh she's got the she's got the hots for havers the, yes, what was he in that TV show in the eighties and nineties? Was it Chancer? Not Chance? No, not uh, that was. Oh God, I don't know. Charmer. Was it the Charmer or something like that? We I'm watched. Sure. We watched a program the other day, and it was all about the best UK chocolate adverts ever. And he was in one from the seventies, I think it was. Aero, a very young Havers chomping on Aero. Mm. He's a charming man, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Very suave. I would say you you would have uh, most recently watched him, I guess, in um, Coronation Street. He was of course. That, he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, um, got it when he died. We were in tears when he died. Really? Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's, his dad is very well-spoken. He's 78. He is the polar opposite of Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall is a bit of a, an idiot. He's, he's a young... Yeah say a young lad he's think he's in his late 20s but you know he's he's a young lad he's got the world at his feet you know he's on tv he sells out like the millennium stadium or wherever the fuck it's called these days you know he's in his uh or wembley you know with these tours so he's he's very popular so 
you know, he's got a few quid in the bank, I'd imagine. So, so yeah. this is like, um, it's a travel log program, basically. The first series centers about them visiting places like uh, Thailand, Cambodia, uh, and places like that. And then the second series focuses more on them visiting places in Europe. Um, what I, I mean, we were howling watching it. It's not so much about Jack, uh, you know, because it's about his dad and his dad's reactions to things I think that are more funny because, huh. you know, like I said, he's a 78 year old man. Um, he's very open about his views, you know, about the war and, uh, you know, he's got typical views for somebody of that age. Do you know what I mean? He, he talks about Brexit a little bit and all that kind of stuff <laughs> about politics. And But it's, it's the ways there's something funny about, um, posh people swearing as well because that's there is. Yeah. Yeah, there is. and it's the way that like you know it, what it reminds me of is um, do you remember Carl Pilkington an idiot abroad oh of course yeah it's very reminiscent of that you know so they'll go and they will go to places and then they will set things up and do things and it's then about the reaction of his dad and and, he, and Jack and everything else and it's just his dad. I'm trying to, how does, he, how does he talk? Oh, Jack, fuck off, Jack, you silly <laughs> twat. You know, it's just, it's just the way he speaks <laughs> and the way he delivers his sort of like, you know, he, you know, the way he swears and things like that. But it's yeah. the, honestly about the situations that they get into as well. It is, I mean, Kay and I were howling, laughing, you know, it's so funny. The second series um, particularly was really funny, but, then because obviously you know they're going to different destinations in the world and stuff so you know it's a bit like i said a bit of a travel log program yeah. and um there's some really sort of like poignant moments as well in all of the sort of like the crazy shit that happens and and everything i mean there's one scene where you know um his dad force gets forced to dress up like a clown basically <laughs> and it's like it's, it's so because he, he just desperately doesn't want to be doing it and yet they're walking through this carnival parade you know and he's just telling people to just go and fuck off because he, he doesn't want them near, near him <laughs> but um then they go to like cambodia and they visit like the, the the killing fields and the killing caves and and you know there's little there's this really nice little touching moments throughout the funny shit that kind of makes you think about you know things that have happened in history where you know uh, you know horrible atrocities and stuff like that you know that doesn't happen very often i'm, I'm probably, probably th people are thinking oh god that sounds a bit heavy it, ge <laughs> it genuinely isn't heavy but it's kind of there's nice nice little things that uh kind of you know balance it a little bit you know yeah uh that are scattered throughout but mostly it's very funny and there's you know uh yeah, I, I I know I can understand where Tina's coming from, but it's worth checking out just for his dad's kind of. That's yeah, I think that's what sold it to me, mate. It sounds worth worth watching just for his dad. Because if it's all about Jack, then I, yeah, I could, it would be too much. But because his dad's in it, uh, and it just shows up Jack for being a bit of a, a, a topper. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, it's it's good. It is good. Uh, highly recommend that. Again, we burnt through those. We'd watch like you know two or three episodes a night, and uh, yeah, love that. Yeah. Oh, good. I've got one more TV, and guess mm, what? Do it. It's, on, on. it's, it's on, on Netflix. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> it's. Uh, I've only watched one episode of this, or say we. We've only watched one episode of this so far. Um, have you heard of Marie 
Condo. No. Okay. There is a show on there. It was recommended to me by a guy at work. And he said, oh, it's amazing. Change your life. You know, uh, it's called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. Um, <laughs> it, this is going to be a bit of a hard sell, I can imagine. But so it's there's, there's eight episodes and she's a Japanese lady and uh, she's developed this style. Basically, she gets she goes into people's homes that are cluttered, not like um uh what's the word on not like hoarders you know just have just random shit hmm. everywhere just yeah. like families you know what i mean like yeah, yeah, if people yeah, walk into my, our house right now there's shit everywhere they, i mean i'm not lying to you our house is a get some of our fucking tits a, a, <laughs> kids, though, we know you've got kids especially yeah but kay <laughs> just uses that as a fucking excuse to have an entire house <laughs> gets on my tits genuinely does um you know so and it, it, the thing is i mean i i i as people will know listening to the abc show i recently finished reading a book um uh, be your own life coach which is really mm-hmm. good and yeah. uh but there's things in there that kind of so before i started watching this uh program it there's like a section in the book about you know going through your wardrobe deciding what you actually really want to keep as opposed to just sticking stuff in there you know yeah tidying up uh you know have it, have it your room and and just what what matters to you and, and having a nice kind of area that is free from chaos and free from just junk and rubbish because we all do we all accumulate it don't we, oh, we yeah, all, yeah. you know we all have uh just rooms where we you know cupboard under the stairs or somewhere you just oh just chuck that in there the loft the loft mate that's the place (laughs) yeah you know so it's out of sight out of mind but then it spills it it spills out into the rest of the fucking house and infects it that that's you know it's just like you know it's like we've had we have these conversations all the time it's like kelly's tidying she spends all her life tidying that's not a criticism of her but it's you know you said we've got two young children yeah it's like but it's move moving one pile of mess from one room into another room, and that's not tidying. That's just moving <laughs> shit. <laughs> but anyway, we we talk about this constantly. Um. So, but anyway, I I did, did do that because if if you think about it, how many clothes do you actually need? You know what I mean. My wardrobe. Um. I, I'm I don't buy clothes particularly unless no. i actually desperately need to i'm not a fashionable person i'll be honest with you i wear jeans and t-shirt all yeah, the time that, that's kind of, yeah so you know what i mean and and then there's other things that i need like uh sports clothes you know like tracksuit bottoms or whatever or you know pajamas i i'd got um a chest full of drawers full of pajamas and t-shirts that i'd wear for bed how many fucking pajamas do you actually need? Do you know what I mean? And when you yeah. come down to it and like, so you go through, I went through my wardrobe before this program, I knew of its existence and got rid of basically three quarters of it. And I, I, now I feel so much better because as, when I open the wardrobe, I can see individual yeah. t-shirts as opposed to t-shirts. I have to rifle through them to get to the, <laughs> it's like, Oh, you know, and you, you spend 10 minutes just wasting time thinking, Oh, should I put this on? I, you know, anyway, that's so then we, we watched an episode of this and, and Kay sort of like um, thinking I've done it on purpose, <laughs> you know, because uh, she's thinking, Oh God, you're getting me to watch this. Cause you've been moaning at me about the, the state of the house and everything. And I hadn't, I, I mean, I, like I said, somebody at works recommended. So I thought, I'll give it a oh. shot. It's 40 minutes, um, an episode. It is a bit kooky. It's a bit strange. Cause she, like I said, she's Japanese. She speaks mostly Japanese and 
she sort of goes into houses, like I said, where people have got um, clutter and rooms that haven't been touched, and it's getting them down. You know, it's it's getting to a point where maybe it's affecting relationships and things like that. So, and her, she, she, I've read a few reviews online and and generally positive, but then there's a few people who are a bit snarky about it. Yeah, it, it's a bit. You know, she teaches people how to, to go, go through their stuff, like I said, and dis, and pick out what they actually want and pick out the things that – what's this, the term that she uses? I'm going to have to find it. Is now. it that feng shui thing? It's not so much that. She's got her own uh, sort of style. What's it called now? It's, it's basically things that bring joy to you, that if you touch them and – if you if they mean something to you when you touch them and you hold them yeah then keep it but if you pick something up like a t-shirt or a pair of jeans or sort of whatever and it means nothing to you or you haven't worn it for like t- two years mm. well then fucking get rid of it you know what i mean so so there's a lot of that in there it's uh, called con marie method or probably call marie or... <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, uh, she, she, she's this little Japanese woman, and you yeah. know she, she's um, it, it's basically focusing on decluttering your house and and keeping the things that mean something to you, so yeah. that it, it will positively affect your your stress levels and your mood in general. Instead yeah. of walking into a house that's full of clutter and rubbish, um, I quite like it. I mean, I'll say we've only watched one episode so far going into a house uh, of a couple that have got two young children, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And, you know, it's they're just it's a bit of a, I suppose, a reality t- TV show in as much as that they, she goes in and, you know, it's based on, uh, uh, I suppose, real people and all that bollocks. But it's, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to oh. keep going. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking here that, that apparently The Guardian, there was one review who said, uh, the show is simply a show where a woman just tells people to tidy up <laughs> and that's kind of what it is yeah. you know um but then you see like from day one to i don't know day 40 or day 50 and i suppose say just how happier people are that they've actually yeah. spent some time just i know you've done it recently haven't you you've... yeah we have i'd say over the last two months that me and tina have done it because uh her son moved out so Tina's, you know, big into her art and painting and so on. And she was just like, she'd taken over the kitchen. We hadn't got a kitchen because all of her art stuff was all over the kitchen table and across the sides and everywhere. And then he moved out uh, just after Christmas. So we have spent the last couple of months uh, changing what was his bedroom into Tina's art room. I've put all of my films into there. We've got all new shelves for all the films, which is a lot of films, mm-hmm. as you well know. Yeah. Uh, and then the room that I'm sat in now... Um, which was cluttered up with all the films. It's a smaller room and there was just, you know, the shit everywhere. Oh, mate, I can't wait for you to see it. It's so cool now. It's, it is like my little man cave. Um, obviously all the recording equipment's in here. I'm just turning around looking. I've got my shelves with all my slide dollies on there and my books and I've got my Pittsburgh Steelers stuff up and I've got Hellraiser stuff everywhere. And it feels so much better. I can really relate to that, that when I was in here before, and even though I knew where everything was, it it wasn't tidy. You know what I mean? But I knew yeah. where everything was. Whereas yeah. now I still know where everything is and it's really tidy. And we did, I think we did like about four or five trips to the tip. We'd filled the car with, we'd just got like bin bags full of stuff. And then we thought, but we've not used that in years. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. there that you've had and you accumulate and you know, and it didn't mean anything 
to us. I mean, I've still got stuff here, you know, it means a lot to me and I'd never get rid of it. But this stuff and you think you just, you know, you just never bothered getting rid of it. And we had a big clear out and we've, you know, we've painted and completely changed the rooms. Oh, it feels so much better. Mm. Both of us have commented on it and it just does feel so much better. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you kind of, as, you know, with everything, with work, with children, with like, you know, people's lives and stuff, you, you just get, caught up in in a, in a I say a bit of a yeah. rut or whatever you know you just kind of get used to it whereas like this actually shows the positive effects of just spending time and just deciding what matters to you and you know, getting rid of the rest of it uh so I, I, yeah it's 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 good so far apparently as well whether this is just anecdotal but apparently charity shops saw a 66% increase in donations that were made to oh, them. I can't believe that because yeah um, I the stuff that we took to a charity shop, we split it into, you know, either take it to the tip or take it to the charity shop. And we did, yeah, we did quite a few visits there as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's mad. I mean, I, I started sort of doing this around last September, I think I may have said, because uh, I wanted to get a PlayStation 4. Uh, so mm. I, I didn't want to go into debt for it. So I thought, you know, what, I'm going to see what I've got and see what I can sell. Yeah. And I've sold so much stuff and I still am over the past well since the end of september things that i've that have been up in the loft for eight years since we've been living in this house and things that have just you know i think are rubbish or junk or but people will buy from you you know mm. it's not actual rubbish but it's just it's, it's things that you think well no but there's no value attached to that this is ridiculous as it sounds some of the even some of the t-shirts that i've um <laughs> decided i'm not going to wear and were initially thinking oh, i'll just take them to the charity shop I've put a few of them on eBay and people have bought them, which is mad. I <laughs> think that somebody would pay five pounds for a t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. people will buy anything these days, you know, I guess. So it's, it's, it's not only helping me to declutter the house and to get rid of some of the things that I don't need or don't want anymore. Mm. Uh, it's also giving me a bit of income, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and thing is, as a, not to turn, you know, something positive into been a bit morbid but as i'm getting older and thinking does it really all matter to me do you know what i mean is it, it, it what's really matters to me is being happy and mm. and you know not being surrounded by stuff you know that's only sometimes maybe not some of it means a lot to me but yeah. some of it it's just stuff isn't it and it's just you surround yourself with junk a lot of the time and it, or you think it matters to you at the time but then just sits on a shelf and does nothing or yeah. it means nothing to you or so i'm yeah i mean going back to this show it's it's worth watching see what you think yeah um and yeah they're only signed up 40 minutes a show so yeah there you go that's all my tv stuff anyway okay then um, I'm going to kick the ball over to you because you've got a bit more stuff, haven't you? Okay, then what I'll do is I'll quickly go through, before we go to the movies, I'll quickly go through three documentaries. Uh, all of them, once again, on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, the first one from 2018, Three Identical Strangers uh, in America. It goes to, uh, to, I think it's high school or college, and he finds this other guy or the lad looks like him you get you know you get his friends coming to them you get the, one guy he walks into college i forget if it's college or high school and they're talking to him as though they already know him and he's going what the fuck's going on here you know i'm new to here why are they talking to me like they know me 
it turns out that he's got a twin brother that he never knew about. Mm. And then that all gets televised and it's like, oh, separated for, you know, I think it's like 16, 17 years or whatever it is. Um, and then somewhere else, it, it turns out they're triplets because there's another one of them that goes, they look exactly like me. This is the start of a weaving story about these three triplets that were separated at birth that just gets darker and darker as it goes along. The reasons why they were split at birth and, and what happens to them. Um, I mean, the, the story of them getting together is absolutely incredible, you know, that they finally found each other. And, you know, imagine that, like now, say you find out you're one of twins or one of triplets. It's like, what the fuck? How would you, how would you, how would you take that? That's mental. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, it's it's a gripping story, but um, it's really sad as well. What happens to them um, because of the fame and everything? And again, you know, they they've got their own lives, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm one of three, and then we find out why they're one of three and not brought up together. Yeah, really good, really good. What's it called? Um, three identical strangers. Oh, okay. When you said that, I thought you were leading into like the story. That's what it. But that's actually what it's called. That's what it's called. Three identical strangers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next one, uh, twenty seventeen. This will be discussed on the good, the bad, and the ugly. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Clint cast. Uh, it's called Sad Hill Unearthed, uh, and it's documentary. It's these film fans that have restored. <laughs> The you know the circular graveyard at the end of the good the bad and the ugly. I haven't watched it. Sorry. <gasps> oh I'm, my god! I'm getting there. I, well, one of my films is is one. You know, it's a new watch of an old film. So yeah, yeah. But no, I haven't. I'm sorry. I, again, I'm not a massive western fan, am I? So oh, well, it's it it will be watched when you get to it because I I'll, wish I wish I was you, mate, and, and be able to watch it for the first time. Really? really do. Oh my god, yes. Um, well, it's a big part at the end of the film. Not giving anything away, really. It's a big part at the end of the film. Um, and this huge graveyard was built that had got like 5,000 graves in it for the end sequence of The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Um, cut to, you know, like, well, that was 1966. Cut to like 40-odd years later, and these guys in Spain just do this pilgrimage to go and visit where it was filmed. And then they start, they find the center circle where all the stones are and they restore it all. And then how it ends. Oh my God. You're like tearing up watching it. If you're a big Clint Eastwood fan and you're watching this, it's, oh, it's, it's magical, mate. It is mm. absolutely magical. Any Clint Eastwood fan, any fan of the spaghetti Westerns has to watch Sad Hill on Earth. Mm. It's really good. Uh, and the final one, I talked, well, Tom brought it up in the February Decade of Decadence show, uh, 2017, and it's called Abducted in Plain Sight. Now, the, the sort of tagline for it is what draws you into it. And it's this, um, it's this 12-year-old girl that is abducted in plain sight from her family mm. twice. What? Yeah. So that draws you in. You think, how the fuck can she be abducted twice from her family? <gasps> then I, I thought that three identical strangers was going down a, a weird route and taking turns. So this, mate, is... <laughs> I don't think me and Tina have ever said to each other watching something, 
what the fuck? Because things happen. The, the, the story takes these twists that if it was presented to you as a script, you'd go, nobody's ever going to believe that. We're not going to make it. And this is real life. There's, it's one thing after another where you do go, if you watch this and you, and you don't say at least once, what the fuck, there's something wrong <laughs> because it is bizarre. I mean, obviously it's dark because we're talking about a 12-year-old girl being abducted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it does go into some dark places. So yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch it with kids, of course. I mean, it's not. It's not. You know, it's not. Like, it's, do your own work. <laughs> this will happen to you. It's, yes, or else. Look what's happened. Mister So and So from next door is going to take you away, and we're not going to give a fuck. And, uh, it's not. It, it doesn't show anything horrible. You know, there's no like, blood splattering or you know sex things going on or anything like that. But the stories that the, this family tell um, and the events that happen, oh, and my God, you think it cannot get any more bizarre than like now. And you're only like half an hour into it. And then something else happens and mm. something else happens. Yeah, really, really good. Like I say, very dark, but gripping right till the end. Mm. Mm. How long was she abducted for? Um, over the first period, if I remember rightly, I think it was like a Oh, God. It was over a week for the first one, and we're, and then it was months into the second one. Really? Yeah. Imagine how your 12-year-old daughter... I mean, that's the thing as well. With having kids, and especially, you know, you've got two daughters. I've got one daughter. You can really relate to it. So you sort of put yourself in the position of the parents, and, and very often you're going, why didn't you do this? Why have you done that? And it's, oh... Oh my God, <laughs> that's one thing. And again, I'm not going to give anything away. Uh, that when you when you have watched it, mate, and I do urge you to watch it, there's mm. one thing that the father does. And I just, I'd just like to know if you'd have done the same thing. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. What's this on? Uh, Netflix. So all on, wow. I think mm. everything we've talked about so far is on Netflix. It is, yeah, it is, yeah. Bloody hell, wow. Mm. I mean, we've often said, haven't we, that, uh, you know, the documentaries are, incredibly you know, oh yeah it, it, it does i mean this does tell a story exactly yeah you'd if it was if it was just you know a, a piece of fiction just you know a, a bog standard film you'd say oh, that's a load of shit because that never happened and that never happened why did they do that because clearly nobody would ever do that yeah <laughs> but people do it and this is proof that people do it wow mm. Awesome. Mm. yeah so that was the documentaries um I know you've got three films to talk about before. We're going to double dip together. We're going to double oh, dip. Can't wait. Oh, before we get to the double dip, I know you've got three films to talk about. Um, yeah. I've got four. The first one I'm going to get out of the way really quickly on, because, then. again, this will be covered on the Clint cast, but this will be covered on the Clint cast a long time from now because I went <laughs> to, the, to the cinema and watched The Mule. Oh, yes. You oh. mentioned this briefly when we did the last ABC show. Oh, mate, I tell you what, it is. Oh, magical to see Clint Eastwood at this stage of his life. You know, it's he's going to be 89 in a few months. And to see him again taking the lead in a film um, that he directed as well. Mm. You know, obviously he's picking the parts that are suitable for his age now. He's not going to play Dirty Harry again, you know. <laughs> Let's get that right. Um, but he's playing this 90-year-old guy who comes into money problems he's having a lot of problems with his family he gets drawn into being a drug mule for this cartel uh things spiral out of control 
and it's just it, if a one word review for me would just be wonderful mm. i just loved it loved it there's been quite a few comparisons between the mule and um Oh, the last film that Robert Redford made, is it The Old Man and the Gun? I think it's called. Yeah. There's been quite a few comparisons between those. I mean, Tina watched that and it was good. It was good. And Robert Redford, of course, is great in it. It was nowhere near as good as The Mule. Nowhere near. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. I mean, I'm looking forward to watching that one. Just talking about Clint Eastwood. I, I mean, I've got a, this wasn't on my list, but because um, we've had sky movies for a little while you know because they were doing an offer and stuff the thing is like i've said this before that because we've got netflix the netflix is great obviously because we've talked about nothing but fucking netflix for an hour but um <laughs> but the thing is with it is that a lot of time you end up just deciding well shall i watch this shall i watch that you create lists as opposed mm-hmm. to actually sitting down and watching something yeah things with, with sky movies because obviously films are on constantly so you end up just dipping into a film if it's been on for half an hour if it's been on for an hour stuff that you've watched before usually because yeah. I, I, I won't watch something that i want to watch you know halfway through hmm. but so you end up watching you know bits of films which in itself is is really good because you know you, you just end up sitting there i watched a bit of jack reacher you know it's, it's a really good film really like that yeah yeah um but then um the te- uh every which way uh is it every which way but can? Every, every which way but loose. Yeah, there's every which way but loose. And, and then, any which way you can. Any which way you can, yeah. yeah. So we, I, I love uh, every which way but loose. Um, yeah, I remember watching that loads when I was a kid. It's just, it's funny, you know, and it's just a, it's a cracking film, really. It's a great soundtrack. And then, um, but I haven't watched uh, the other one so much. So, but like it started, like it's been on for 10 minutes. So I just watched it and it, it's a cracking film. It's so funny, you know. It's just, <laughs> you know, all the right turn, Clyde, and all that. Kind oh of stuff. yeah, the biker gang, you know. And, yeah. But the soundtrack in itself is really good. Glenn Campbell's in that. I didn't realise. It's good yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. You know, um, so it, it's yeah. Uh, but can I jump in then? Because it seems we're talking about. Yeah, do it, mate. Go on, Clint. Um, I watched A Fistful of Dollars for the first <gasps> time. For the first time? Yes, for oh. the first time. And uh, really enjoyed it, you know. Um, I can now see the reference from Back to the Future 3. I understand where, because, uh, you know, there's a bit where Martin McFly kind of, mm-hmm. it goes into a, a gunfight at the end with Biff Tannen, um, and he's got a metal under his his poncho um so now i'll get that reference i I understand it where it's come from um (laughs) but anyway so yeah and i really enjoyed it because it's um it, it's I don't like I said I'm not massively into westerns. I, I know you're going to talk about it as I, in a massive you know more detail than so I'm not going to go too much into it. But I just I, you know it's I said I think I said this to you guys that the story seemed familiar to me. Um, yeah, yeah. By, uh, from uh, Walter Hill film um, Last Man Standing with Bruce yeah. Willis. And I think that this is that was a remake of A Fistful of Dollars, which in Fistful of Dollars is kind of like a remake in itself of an Akira Kurosawa yeah. movie. So um, the theme in itself is, is, I suppose, very well told, you know, about a drifter who comes into a town to uh, opposing uh, factions or gangs that are trying to take control of the town. Uh, and he just kind of manipulates them to fight each other so that yeah. he comes out on top so but yeah it was great i really enjoyed it um some of the dubbing's a bit 
dodgy. I'm not going to oh, lie yeah. to you. <laughs> some of the blood's a bit dodgy, but I mean, fucking yeah. hell, it's from 1964. So I'm going to, you know, cut it some slack. But um, yeah, it's great to see Clint as well uh, in his one of, uh, one of his earlier roles. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to play along with you guys. Oh, and, nice. That's uh, great. Uh, and whenever you watch, uh, you know, or talk about a, a Clint movie that that'll be it, it particularly well. Even if I have watched it, uh, I, I will definitely play along with you guys. Yeah. Well, we're planning on recording that one fairly soon. Obviously, there's more work going into them because we want to watch the film and then we want to watch it with commentaries on. And then we want to find facts and figures and you know because we do want to give each film. We want to talk about the film for anybody that's not watched it and, and give our opinions on it. But we like to dig up. We want to dig up some little facts and figures as well. Uh, and the, there is a lot of interesting stuff about that about that film you know to dig deep into and obviously you know you spend fucking months just digging deep into one film you know but we want to we want to do it justice so yeah hopefully in the next uh next few weeks the fistful of dollars clint cast will be out mm, fantastic because mm. then like those early movies i haven't sort of for a few dollars more i haven't seen the good the bad and the ugly yeah um uh, you know and then I've, I've started to see a few others like where eagles there that's a classic oh yeah like that um paint your wagon that's uh, that's the one with leave marvin in it and yeah it is yeah uh, i would and he sings <laughs> under a wandering state. yeah no. uh, and then you're into the 70s and stuff so it obviously yeah becomes much things i have seen so yeah so yeah awesome i uh, really enjoyed that and that is on netflix as well oh uh, great so if anybody wants to check that out mm. so yeah i've got a couple more but i'll pass it back to you okay then um I'll start off with one that I didn't watch on Netflix, and I'm not going to say how I watched it. Let's just leave it there. Uh, and it's First Man. Oh with, yes, yeah, the story you know about Neil Armstrong, um, Ryan, starring Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong. Now Ryan Gosling, I like Ryan Gosling, but he seems to make a career about being somebody who doesn't really say much. <laughs> you know what I mean? He seems to be quiet similar in a lot of films to me um and i do like him and i was i went into this really hesitant i knew it'd be like a slow burner hmm. um oh and again watching this as a parent mate you'll cry watching it i'll tell you now really you'll, you will you will cry watching it uh one particular scene especially near the end is oh geez um and it's it's not a film about the space race about America trying to be the first on the moon. Um, you know, that's been done lots of times. I mean, that is the backdrop to it. It starts with Neil Armstrong early, you know, early on in his career before he's even at NASA and, and, and goes through all that. It's a story about loss and how to deal with loss. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, it is so good. It just drew me right into it. And it is, there's no, there's a few, and I say action scenes with like, you know, air quotes. There's things that happen in it. Um, even the very first scene of, of the film actually is, oh, you, you know, you're sort of gripping the seat a little bit. Fucking hell, this is a bit tense with stuff going on. Mm. Um, but it is, you just I really sort of felt a lot of empathy for Neil Armstrong, you know, and the way that Neil, uh, that Ryan Gosling portrayed him and the story that went on. And it is, it is just about d dealing with loss and trying to carry on with your dreams and not letting outside stuff drag you down is, yeah. is the theme of it. And it is slow, but 
riveting. Yeah. Yeah. No, not, I mean, not what I was expecting because, uh, you know, uh, I suppose uh, to compare it to something similar ish, I was thinking maybe like Apollo 13. So mm. more about like the the spacey type yeah. kind of aspects of it. So not what I was expecting, really. No, it, no. I don't think it did very well, did it, in the box? I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think it did. I think it took a lot of slack. I mean, it's, what is it now? It's a 7.4 on IMDb. It's rated pretty well. Uh, and it is one of the, I'm, you know, I buy it. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I will watch it more than once again. I thought it was really good. Oh, cool! I'll check that one out when it's huh? uh, available on more mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> um, go on. I'll do one more, then I'll hand it over to you. Go on, uh, I'm going to do another one that I'm not going to say how we watched it, um, but it is available if you do want to watch it. Uh, it's called Polar from 2019. It stars Mads Mikkelsen who I had to put a towel down for Tina to sit on watching this. <laughs> this is on Netflix. Is it? it on Netflix? Oh, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, that was it. When we watched it, it wasn't. I don't think it was on Netflix. See, you didn't need to pirate it, you filthy pirate. Did I, did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just didn't want to say it was something else we watched on Netflix. <laughs> was the reason I didn't say anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, lo- she loves Mads. Oh, and, I do too. Uh, the very fact that oh, of all the things to happen in this, he has a sex scene. Not only does he have a sex scene where he strips off and you see his ass pounding like fuck, uh, <laughs> it goes it goes on for ages. It's Ooh. like this fucking sexual god who's like a jackhammer going on for hours and hours. Oh my god, Tina was just a mess. She was a puddle on the couch next to me by the time it had finished. <laughs> oh dear god! But it's like he plays. Um, he's a hitman. And he's part of it. It's a, a little bit, a little bit like uh, John Wick in a way, in the yeah. fact that it's a hitman, but he's an aging hitman. And the, the firm that he's a part of, that when you hit 50, you retire. Hmm. Um, the thing is, the firm then, instead of paying you out all the money that they owe you, they usually kill you. So, you know, you're going to be dead. So he he does these hits, then he retires, and then it's like a battle for survival, which sounds like, you know, the the new John Wick 3 that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, There is some bad casting. The only bad casting in it is the leader of this uh, hitman agency is Matt Lucas. Yeah, I'm just looking at the cast list, and I've just seen him there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that does great a little bit. But this, it's violent, it's funny and obviously tina likes it because mads gets his ass out and has sex for a long time uh Ooh. but really enjoyable mate really really enjoyable oh so i saw it advertised because uh you get i get emails off netflix saying oh this is new and whatever and i read the sort of synopsis and thought oh that sounds up my street you know mm-hmm. and uh it's got Mads Mickelson in it, which we always said we've yeah. spoken about before having a bit of a man crush on uh and it, is it it sounds like what was those <sighs> Is it a bit style of substance, or is it, you know... No, no, it's not, no. Okay, that's good then. No, because we watched... Oh, Jesus, we watched one... Oh, we watched one the other night that was style of a substance, and I can't remember it. That says a lot about it. I can't even remember what bloody film it was. What was it? Have you seen... Um, it's called Shoot 'em Up, uh, with... Yes. Um, yeah, that kind of... Quite, a, you know, it's it's okay, but it. Hmm. Some, no, this is yeah, this is much better. It's got a, a good sense of humour to it as well. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, I should definitely check that. It's definitely available on Netflix. Apparently, it's got a shitty Metacritic. Like, um, 
19 Metacritic. What? That's shocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We loved it. We both thought it was really, really good. Wow. Mm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, should check that one out. Um, shall I jump in? Yeah, you can do. Uh, this is just, I mean, I think I may have spoken about it when it came out of the cinema, but I just want to kind of reiterate uh, how good it is and how much I enjoyed it. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, mm, yeah, that is good. This is another one that I watched at the cinema when it came out and, and enjoyed it, um, but I don't think I fully properly appreciated it until I watched it again. And it was on uh, Sky Movies because they, they had like a, a Spider-Man. They do these, um, uh, you know, kind of like event you know kind of things where they'll just focus on the movies of a certain genre or a certain you know thing so that they did one on batman and they're they're doing one on on spider-man so it's all the spider-man movies all the toby Maguire ones uh all the and- andrew garfield and now the latest one um it's like all day, every day, Spider-Man movies. I think I, I may have watched, uh, even though, uh, like I said, you're dipping in and out of movies when they're on. I think I may, I may have watched the entirety of Spider-Man Two over a period of like two weeks because of you know just watching it whenever it's you know different bits. Now that's a cracking. I like Tobey Maguire. I must admit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this one is the latest one, um, and uh, who, who's in it? Tom Holland plays Peter Parker as Spider. What I like about it is that he kind of it doesn't need to do the origin anymore it just you know spider-man spider everybody fucking knows who spider-man is yeah need to that's what pissed me off kind of maybe a little jumping forward a little bit talk about what we're going to talk about later on is with the 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 sort of new movies about batman it uh with um ben affleck and you know they have to do the origin story about how he became batman (laughs) yeah yeah get on with it we all know how he became fucking batman so anyway and and you know I don't think I properly appreciated Michael Keaton's role in it as well. He's really chilling in it in places. You yeah. Know? He's, he's really good. It kind of re- takes me back to one of his early movies, um, Pacific Heights, which. Oh, um, God, great film. Yeah. It's a cracking film, you know. Yeah. And it kind of, because I, I, you know, when Michael Keaton was um, Beetlejuice and Batman, he's really popular in sort of like late 80s and, uh, you know, uh, 90s, early 90s. Uh, and then, you know, kind of went off the grid a little bit, but then had a resurgence i haven't seen birdman i have to i think you said it was pretentious oh i hate it yeah yeah um but you know had a, it had a resurgence but it, it's good to see him in in like a big kind of blockbuster movie you know because i just remember when batman came out in 1989 and now you know i just fell in love with that <laughs> uh so it's great it, it's funny it's got some really good action moments in it but it's not overloaded with cg action do you know what i mean it just yeah um and it, it there's some there's some good comedy in it i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the the new one although that does look quite action heavy you know so I'm, i've got some reservations over that yeah um, me too but you know this one was was really good it kind of felt a bit like um a bit like a pg kind of deadpool if that makes sense okay yeah like you know like deadpool yeah. kind of refreshed the sort of like superhero genre a little yeah. bit this kind of feels a little bit like it's it's done that it kind of felt like quite fresh and and everything um captain marvel's coming out soon that's apparently getting some decent buzz so i'll be looking forward to checking that one out as well mm-hmm. um tom holland's great as well um it's really good in it isn't it yeah my only little not criticism as such but I'd, i'm not sure about marissa Tomei. i like I, yeah she, she's very hot but yeah i'm not sure about this i'm not sure about her as, as 
as May. I'm, I'm at this. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't know. And her trousers. What when you watch it next time? Her trousers <laughs> are so fucking high upon her waist. It's just, they annoyed me. They just really... you were annoyed by trousers. Her trousers annoyed me quite a lot. I don't know what it was. She just seemed to wear her trousers like so high. Or they're basically, you know, by her tits the way. <laughs> but anyway, no, I really liked it. It's a it's a, it's a belting movie. So. Yeah, it is. I I really enjoyed that one as well. Cool. I've got one more. Okay, thank you. Go on then, carry on. Do that oh, one. Okay, so, well, I mean, we talked briefly about this on the ABC and, and maybe go into a little bit more detail, but I'm not sure what more I can say because it just kind of met, left, left me feeling a bit, bit meh, a little bit sort of like, okay, I kind of enjoyed that, but did I really need to watch it? And it's um, Solo, uh, Star Wars story. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, Star Wars movies, I love the original trilogy, uh, didn't like the george lucas no, 90s but they no. were just shites yeah um and and i've really enjoyed the uh the new say trilogy ones you know yeah uh the last jedi and um what's the first one called force awakens force awakens yeah i mean uh, particularly the force awakens just i i i'm not afraid to say this i cried when i watched that trailer uh it just got to me and it yeah. just felt like it was a uh, proper Star Wars movie, you know, like this is the film that we should have had um, instead of the shite Phantom Menace and all that bollocks. Um, <laughs> just so, uh, and I'm glad that, you know, J.J. Abrams is kind of back in charge. Although I enjoyed uh, the, the Last Jedi, although there was a lot of histrionics about it and all. There was, people, wasn't there? Yeah. People losing their shit and go picking it apart and just thinking, oh, fuck off. But um, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, Rogue One. I haven't gone back and watched it, even though it's on Netflix again. Mm. Netflix. Have a drink every time you hear it on Netflix. <laughs> um, it, you know, you, it's on Netflix, but I've not felt the urge to watch it. I watched it at the cinema and, again, kind of enjoyed it, but it just, it just felt... There were moments in it that I enjoyed, but they just didn't, just didn't click with me particularly. Like, you know, and, and I think that's the same with this. In as much as like these side sort of projects that, um, I mean, eventually they're going to have to move on from the characters that were in the original movie. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to. They're going to have to originally. So they're going to have to come up with some new stories, which, you know, I'm looking forward to. But then they've, they, what they've done with those movies as opposed to like uh, Rogue One. And again, there's reasons why Rogue One can't really have the characters in it that were in it. But you know what I mean? Or say if they did a solo sequel you know what i mean a sequel to this i don't really care about the characters even though it's like that it's han solo it's not harrison ford yeah yeah i see what you mean and, yeah, and so yeah. but what i think they could do with the new movies that uh, you know they've introduced a whole new raft of characters that you actually give a shit about like mm. Poe Dameron um Finn and Ray you know you actually I like those characters I like yeah them, me you too. know they bring something to the to the screen they bring something that I connect to whereas this is like the kind of the the story about how Han Solo became Han Solo essentially isn't it you know and and how uh you know he became uh you know the uh the, the pirate that he, he you know you kind of meet uh and the scallywag and rogue in um in the original star wars movie yeah but it 
there's some decent stuff in there. I have to say, you know, it, it, it wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it, but it just, after the sort of like the two hours of watching it, I just felt like I'd, I, I don't really feel like I'd, I needed it in my life or I, like, I didn't feel like I, it blew me away or it was anything special at all, really. I mean, hmm. you know, the, the guy who plays him's okay, but he's not, I think the guy, uh, Donald Glover, who played um, Lando Calrissian, I thought was actually more watchable and, and more, you know, whenever he was on screen, I actually quite liked that. You know what? Uh, I think I could have liked to have seen more about his character. Yeah. Um, it, again, they have to have a comedy robot you know which is starting yeah, to get yeah. on my tits a little bit yeah now. yeah i agree um, with that yeah uh because uh lando calrissian uh is he's, he's the owner of the millennium falcon so again you get to see how han solo gets the millennium falcon uh so you know that's kind of interesting i suppose but there's a cop that you know the the co-pilot's a robot and she's funny and has loads of quips and i'm thinking oh fucking hell because there was one of those in um uh rogue one wasn't there you know yeah so bb8 doesn't talk and he's the most but he's the best robot you know what i mean yeah. r2d2 doesn't talk you know but he's uh, so much more entertaining than c3po because c3po is <laughs> fucking annoying you know what i mean and, and it's just you can totally understand what they're doing by the way that they beep and you know kind of you know what i'm saying it's like you, you can totally understand what r2d2 is saying to uh uh c3po even though he doesn't say anything you know yeah, yeah, the, he can. the way he beeps he's got more character so that's getting an, an, a bit annoying i have to say um i like some of the stuff that there's some decent set pieces in it you know the, the particularly a chase scene on a railway uh which was was very good um paul bettany plays a decent villain in it um uh woody harrelson's quite entertaining in it i quite liked him i have to say um but he just uh, yeah, I like the way you met Chewbacca. That's all kind of explained, you know. So that's kind of cool, but just left me feeling a bit meh. You know, it's nice. just it, it didn't do a massive amount for me. I have to say, um, I know it had a fairly troubled production. It did, um, yeah. Uh, Ron Howard is credited as directing this, but then I think he came on board sort of like, you know, midway through production. And mm -hmm. um, then there was talk about the, the guy who plays Han Solo. I'm not sure if Prince Alden Eldrick, is it? Uh, or er N oh, whatever, uh, you know, not being great. And then somebody at work I was talking to said that apparently they had to bring on like an acting coach on set to whether that's true or not. I have no idea. But, you know, and it was for Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Again, whether that's true, I have no idea. Wow. But, uh, so it just there was a lot against it from the start. And you'd think, though, that one with one of the most interesting characters uh, or likable characters in the Star Wars universe, Han Solo, hmm. you'd want to know more about him. But I just, maybe it's my age, maybe it's I've kind of moved on a little bit from from Star Wars to a certain extent, although I still love the originals and I love, like I said, I love the new ones. Um, I don't know, just didn't, didn't click with me, just didn't, yeah. I've watched yeah. The Last Jedi probably three or four times and i've watched the force awakens probably about four or five times yeah so you know that says something to me i probably won't ever watch this again but, uh <laughs> so it sounds like i'm really shitting on it and i you know i don't mean to but it just kind of expected more and um I, you know so I, I, I know that disney have got to 
well, they've made their money back, no doubt, on the, you know. Yeah, I think they have, haven't they? But, you know, it's almost like they've got this thing now and they've got to sort of like put something out. And I'm just a bit concerned that they're, they're dis, you know, detracting away from. Yeah, if they go more for what, like quantity over quality. Yeah, you know, yeah. important stuff. I think Marvel have got that right to a certain degree. They have like a massive big blockbuster. Then they tend to have something a little bit smaller, like Ant-Man. You know, that's not a you know a massive mainstream movie such as like the Avengers. So then they tend they tend to sort of like have a big film and then something a little bit smaller to introduce mm-hmm. new characters. So I think they've probably got that right with with the Marvel stuff, but with Star yeah. Wars, it seems to be a bit. You know, I I love like I said, I I love the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, but Rogue One and Solo just feel left me feeling a little bit cold. Oh. What do you think, anyway? Yeah, I mean, I love uh, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Uh, only seen Rogue One once at the cinema. Did, didn't like it. Didn't mm. like it at all. Just didn't click with me. Um, <clears throat> we watched Solo. Um, yeah, we just we, we happened to acquire Solo and watched it. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Like, we loved it so much, we bought the the 4k blu-ray of it wow yeah and now whether that is because we went into it by the time we watched it you know all the reviews were out and maybe our expectations of it were lowered going into it you know and that can make a difference going into a film you know your expectations going into into it it was expecting nothing and and we both sat here and really really enjoyed it and going we loved all these nice little touches mm. here and there like you know like, yeah, we we sort of looked at each other at the end and thought, "This is really good, <laughs> fun, enjoyable." It gave us exactly what we wanted from it, and yeah, we, we loved it. We far far better than Rogue One. Uh, we enjoyed it more than the Last Jedi. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think of all the new ones, I still think like Force Awakens is definitely my favourite one. Mm. Even though it has been slated, you know, people go, oh, it's just a remake of, you know, the first Star Wars, really, with still a little twist. Um, but that really, you know, it, it tickled the nostalgia bone as well as giving new stuff. Uh, you know, and people were waiting for that as well for so long, too. There was all yeah. of that. Uh, but yeah, I would after the Force Awakens, I would say that Solo is my second favourite one of the of the new ones that have come out. Wow! It yeah, to show that you know people, you know people have different um, reactions to stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, it's totally fine. You know, it just didn't click with me as much as it did for you and Tina. But mm-hmm. that's great, you know. So yeah, um, but yeah, it, I'm gr- I'm glad you enjoyed it. Hmm. Uh, well, before we oil up for the double dip, um, my last film. I don't I don't know if this is like me getting older <laughs> some of the two of my most favorite films of the last few years has been a man called ove mm. swedish film we talked about it way back when love it absolutely love that film so much uh and then from last year uh, the last movie star burt reynolds last burt film reynolds. <gasps> yeah. oh that is i've watched i watched that i don't know, i think i've watched it four times now that absolutely love that film laughing it crying everything everything uh both of them about you know men at the end of their life <laughs> another swedish film this is on amazon prime um from 2013 based on a novel apparently i didn't know a thing about it i went into this knowing nothing about it apart from the title which is called the hundred year old man 
who climbed out of the window and disappeared. So it just rips, rips off your, rips off rolls off the tongue. How about the Swedish yeah. uh, original title? Hundergörderin son, Kiev, and Kinam Fristrach, Fristavn. Frederick in Sweden, you can say if I've got any word of that correct. Uh, yeah, long title. It's a dark comedy. It's about this guy. It's his 100th birthday. He's in this nursing home. He hates it there. And he does what it says in the title. He climbs out the window and disappears. And he goes off on this amazing adventure. Because he's a bit, it's not quite, you know, everything's not firing properly in his brain. And he just goes about his life and, you know, things are happening around him and he may or may not take notice of it. And he just poddles along. And this adventure that he gets, he just gets involved in this thing to do with a lot of money uh, and drugs and a big gang, this big international gang. <laughs> and he just unwittingly sort of weaves through this story, having no idea what's going on around him. Uh, and it is, it is very dark, um, and you just sometimes you're laughing despite yourself. But it's one of those sort of feel good films about this old guy who doesn't give a shit and just, even though he's a hundred, he's having a fucking great time. <laughs> the stuff's happening around him. It's, yeah, really good, mate. So that's that sort of made my trilogy of old man films now yeah. with a man called Ove, the last movie star, and now this. Yeah, that's, mm. the, the Swedes are doing well for you. The like, Swedes, oh, yeah, 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 the Swedes are knocking some good stuff out. Mm. Mm. Shall we uh, take a minute, catch our breath, put on our leather thongs, and then do some double dipping? Yeah, yes, definitely. That sounds uh, good. All right, then let's uh, let's take a break, and we'll be back in a minute or two. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Morning. 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 What's happening with you, Eric? Morning. Morning. It's like you're not you anymore. Collapsing in the middle because you don't have an apex variable. And an Audi convertible. <laughs> We're just a bunch of middle-aged men who make funny little patterns in a pot. Who won? No one talks about swim club. This club isn't just synchronized swimming. It's a protest. It's the meaninglessness of life. Against who we've become. And that's really of aging. How old are you? Weird. <laughs> Should join us in Milan next month at the World Championships. What? Who ever heard of them? Well, men's synchronized swimming championships anyway. Absolutely not. Pain is weakness, uh, leaving the body! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They're men. Why they men? It's the chromosome thing. I really want you to be proud of me. By what? Swimming with men. Do it again. Again. Shoot me in the face. Men's synchronised swimming. You're looking at the British men's team. This club with its silly moves taught me to appreciate what I have in my life. When I wake up in the morning... Let's go out there and do this for each other. I say hello to something new. 
You want it, just gotta reach out and take it. And if it's not perfect, at least we were here together. And we are back after the break and yeah, ready to dip together. It's been well, it's been six months, mate, since we we last did this. It's Hopefully our our technique is still good. It's um, been a while since we've dipped our wicks together. It is, yes. We need to keep in rhythm. Um <laughs> but... we don't wanna we don't wanna touch you know, crossing no, swords. Or... No crossing, no, no doing that or else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're well, talking about being in rhythm is is part of the, what was my pick? Obviously this double dip, for those that don't know, we each pick a film. Well, we send a list to each other, don't we, on WhatsApp and go, uh, I've not seen any of these, pick one that you've not seen. And then, so we're both, we're both talking about a film that neither of us have watched until this double dip section. Uh, and I sent you a list and from that you picked which is surprise surprise it's on is it on yeah it's on netflix it's on it? netflix yeah For real, yeah uh swimming with men from 2018 uh directed by oliver parker uh rob bryden i love rob bryden in it um mm. it's good obviously you know with the trip him and steve coogan is just so funny uh thomas turgus from this is england probably most known from that would you say yeah um yeah, it's a good cast in it, and what it is, it's a group of of men. I mean, it's it's well, Rob Brydon, he's a man. They're all, well, not all of them, most of them are middle aged men. Rob Brydon's sort of having a midlife crisis, uh, having trouble with his family, with his wife, um, and he joins this amateur male synchronized swimming team, and it's about them and them bonding together, all coming from different backgrounds, different ethnicities and different ages, because Thomas Turgos is a little bit younger than, than those. And let's say they've all got the particular problems, they're working through it, and they're using this male synchronized swimming team as, as a release and, and to get away from everything. And then they enter the world championships, <laughs> which um, it's based on a true story, isn't it? Because it, at the end, they've got the Swedish team. Yeah. And that really was the Swedish team who went to it and started it all, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and and that and that's I mean that that's it in a nutshell, isn't it? Really, and it's it, about about them training, um, and you get little clips of their life. Obviously, it focuses more on Rob Bryden and what's going on with his life uh, and his wife, and you get little snippets of the other people around him, don't you? Mm, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, shall I do? Because uh, we haven't done it for so long, I've forgotten that we did it. But uh, the old Metacritic. That shall I pick out three? Yeah, yeah, go on. So sort of little review. So this has got a Metacritic of forty-four. Uh, mm. That's based on one positive review, uh, eight mixed, and two negative. Uh, so the most positive one. It says swimming wears its full Monty ambitions. Uh, it isn't on that level, but it's funny enough on its trunks, with the flippant banter and blend of melancholy sentimentality sentimentality mm-hmm. and sight gag silliness it even uses a tom jones anthem for its big finish uh yeah there's an informal world championships for men who do this no seriously uh so that was that um the guardian uh the film floats but like a synchro swimmer doing the egg beater leg movement it needs a fair bit of strenuous activity to keep it upright whatever that's supposed to mean <laughs> uh then the one of the more negative reviews uh, the Los Angeles Times. Oliver Parker's Swimming with Men is a lazily formulaic male bonding comedy. Mm. Hmm. So there you go. Um, shall I tell you what I thought? Yeah, yeah, go on. So um, I 
like I think we've spoken about this before. I like uh, British comedy dramas. Uh, yeah, we're, we're really good at doing them. You know, as in we, the royal we. You know, the, the, I think we. Uh, we, you know, with the likes of um, Pride, you know, we've talked about before. Oh, the, fantastic! You yeah. know, even the Full Monty, you know, kind of, and I did get a Full Monty vibe from. Yes, from the, definitely, yeah. Um, you know, sort of like people who are going through a tough time, and then you know, come up with a crazy idea or plan to to, to try and you know raise money, but also get back a bit of their confidence and self-esteem and then through the, the journey you kind of you know you see what they've actually been going through and everything else uh, i'd never forget like tom wilkinson's um performance in the full monty in particular you know it was re- really touching you know because they go to the job center and nobody likes him because you know we think he's all stuck up and everything else but then you realize that he hasn't had a job for, for months you know and he's been trying to make ends meet and uh he's not better than everybody else and that, that was one of my abiding memories of that movie uh, obviously then there's the striptease at the end yeah uh i got hard for um <laughs> <laughs> sorry um but so with this it's kind of similar in as much as that there's let's say a central gimmick which is the synchronized swimming which isn't yeah. something that you tend to associate men doing particularly hmm. um and then they build around that you know this guy idea of people who have, have been through tough times you know one of them lost his wife um recently then another one lost his um went through a divorce and doesn't see his two daughters uh then you've got another one who's gay you know and whatever then you've got a few comedy characters then you've got like you said rob bryden who's uh not got a great relationship with his wife jane horrocks uh is a bit distant from his son uh you know wants to make his son proud but you know they have his son's a teenager so there's that kind of disconnection a little bit uh and it's got a, a really good cast you know and, and i really wanted to like it more than i actually did yeah. um i sat and watched it we, we watched it last night uh Kay and i did she liked it more than i did i have to say i i found it just they kind of ran away with the idea of the male synchronized swimming i get all that that's kind of i suppose the 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 hook to get people in yeah. uh you know to get them to sit and watch the film you know and, and kind of i suppose laugh at, at that to a certain extent you know and this this the ridiculous idea that there are sync male synchronized swimmers or whatever it not there are you know i'm saying it's ridiculous but you know it's it's different isn't it so um i i wanted to like it more but i didn't connect with any of the characters particularly and, yeah. and, and not because of their ages but because i think you can connect to anybody if you if you empathize with them i think it was more because it just seemed to it didn't draw them out enough for me it just felt it just felt very uh like very light touch like uh and not in a good way like i wanted to know more or yeah. i want i wanted to connect with them more um you know I, I but i didn't feel like that that connection was there um I, you know like you said rob bryden i like uh generally and stuff um and then you got rupert graves who plays i suppose the leader of the the the, the team uh and again he's sort of like the guy who's, who's lost contact he lives on a barge he's lost contact with his wife and doesn't see his kids but it didn't feel like even Jim Carter who plays Ted, you know, some of the banter between them is quite funny. You know, I'm not going to lie. You know, it's raised a bit of a sort of a titter, I suppose, but it didn't, nothing made me laugh or really care particularly um, for any of the characters. And I, but I really wanted to, um, which is a shame, you know, it just, it just felt very sort of 
it was okay. You know, nothing about it was particularly remarkable. And uh, it, it, I like that, you know, the, the bit at the end is quite, quite funny. That was the probably my highlight of the movie, to be uh-huh. honest with you. Um, but even the relationship between uh, Jane Horrocks and Rob Brydon just didn't feel, it felt, it didn't feel real, felt movie. Like it felt like it was a movie. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. felt like they actually, you know, they just kind of let, oh, this is a film, so we've got to make it like for a film as opposed to you know making it feel real just so mm-hmm. yeah it's a shame really i wanted to like it more than i actually did but um what about you yeah i mean exactly the same really i think of this type of film there's a lot better out there uh it's more smile humor than laugh out loud i don't think i ever really sort of laughed out loud watching it uh, you know just sort of smile a few times uh, it skirts around a lot of things without going too deep into them you know it's i would have liked like you said just to go a bit deeper into a few different you know into the character to get to know the characters a little bit more maybe it's because there was eight men in the team they were spreading things out a little Mm. bit thinly even though the focus of it was on rob bryden's character um i thought it was very predictable Mm. you know i guess loads of things way before it happened uh, even guessing where they would come in the world championships at the end i guess that right and the reasons for you know why it would happen and why you know without giving it away i'm not going to say where they do finish uh, but i guess all of that and yeah it was it was again one word review mediocre you know there's nothing particularly bad about it i was never really bored watching it but i was never really sucked into it and, in, and felt invested in in the story or, or you know with any of the characters it was just it was again it was one of those sort of bubblegum for the eyes kind of things and it was yeah it's sort of past the time and then it was gone and and that was it you know and like you i wanted it to be better i wanted it to be better but it just never picked up and got going mm. and just sort of stayed rambling along kept my attention and then it finished and that was it really yeah i i think because i got the full monty vibe from it at the, at the end of it i just kind of wanted to watch the full monty again cause I, <laughs> I haven't seen that for a long time you know so yeah. um yeah it's a shame but you know it's it's perfectly fine but that's all it is and yeah you know so uh, would i recommend it probably not if i'm being perfectly honest um, no i wouldn't either mate no so i feel quite bad for that actually yeah i did i did so want it to be good I don't like kicking, you know, British movies and things like that. Like I said, (laughs) of this kind of, you know, ilk, I guess. Yeah. Um, So. I think that rating that you read out, though, that Metacritic does, most of them were indifferent. And I think that that really does sum it up. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. There you go. So uh, then the movie that I sent you to watch, which is available on uh, Sky Movies and to buy. Um, I did buy it, by the way. I bought I it on Blu-ray. B- believe you did. I I'm did. Interested to see whether you regret buying it. <laughs> um, and it's interesting to, see, to hear what you said about like the amount of characters being spread thin. Because uh, yeah. maybe we'll talk about that. So this, uh, I, I picked uh, Justice League. There's an attack coming from far away. 
Not coming, Bruce. It's already here. The others. Where are they? Arthur Curry. The Aquaman. It's on him. Organic and biomechatronic body parts. He's a cyborg. You should probably move. Barry Allen. Whoever you're looking for, it's not me. You're the Batman. They said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. Superpowers again? I'm rich. One thing I can tell you is you got to be free. My turn. Come together. Right now, right now. Come together. Right now. Shall we? It's good to see you playing well with others again. Just like a bat. I dig it. Maybe temporary. Directed by Zack Schneider, which I'm... He's definitely credited as directed it, you know, because his his name's on the credits. But and didn't Joss Whedon come in at some point and sort of help out? Because again, yeah, troubled production, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think quite tragically, Zack Snyder's daughter killed Mm -hmm. herself, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, So, and obviously that's you know it's horrific. Yeah. Uh, So you know you, you can understand. I'm not slating Zack Snyder at all you know but uh you can if you watch a Zack snyder movie you know what you, you're getting yourself into really don't you i mean um i think you could sort of describe his moments as uh, moments his, his movies as being very visually sort of like um uh, uh very stylish yeah very Styli- stylish very stylish yeah very stylized yeah uh, but you know you, you sometimes you struggle for a uh, a bit more. Although saying that, we've said it before, and I'll say it again: the remake of Dawn of the Dead was fucking awesome. Oh uh, yeah, and I was I probably protested louder and longer than anybody when that was announced. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead beat my favourite film. I was so against that, and and wanted to hate it. <laughs> and I love it. I think it's a great film. Oh, it's brilliant! Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So um, that's probably my favourite Snyder movie. I have to mm. say. Um, so. Just a little synopsis of this. Uh, I'll read it from IMDb. Uh, it just says, fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, uh, or Wonder Woman, to face an even greater enemy. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, it's um, 
follows on from characters that you've been introduced to with Batman versus Superman and Wonder Woman and uh, Man of Steel. So uh, you've got Ben Affleck as Batman, uh, Henry Cavill as Superman, Amy Adams, Lois Lane, Gal Gadot as uh, Wonder Woman, etc., uh, etc. Et um, so it, it's essentially it it feels like you know if suppose if you're going to compare it to anything, which is inevitable, you're going to compare it to like the Avengers movies uh you know whereas with marvel they've taken the time to create the the movies for these characters one by one and then introduce them all together sort of like you know lay the groundwork uh you know to then have this this wider universe of characters like the avengers and 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 all of that which is kind of what i was saying earlier on um it, it's it's kind of like that you know it's throwing these characters together some of whom you are aware of like i said wonder woman batman superman because they've had their own films but then others that you haven't i mean uh aquaman he's now got his own movie such as yeah. momoa which apparently is better than um the the, the critics reviews yeah it's uh, a good word of mouth yeah yeah and it did well at the box office as opposed to justice league which didn't do very well well uh -huh. comparatively uh then you've got cyborg who's played by ray fisher uh and uh then you've got some reoccurring characters like alfred comes back jeremy irons diane lane um connie nielsen um jk simmons he he pops up i like jk simmons yeah yes commissioner gordon yeah um, very briefly i have to say you know but uh it's nice to see him on screen um and then you've got uh what's his face uh the flash dude um yeah so there's some new characters in there which you know you've never seen before um so that metacritic is uh 45 12 positive 28 mixed and 12 negative oh. uh, let's just there's a bit of a mixture there let's stop with start with the top one uh chicago sometimes uh it's a putting the band together origins movie executed with great fun and energy so they quite liked it uh let's go with the middle of the road one here we go um i haven't read any of these so i'm just gonna pick one from random yeah uh entertainment weekly first the good news justice league is better than its joyously somber dress rehearsal batman versus superman dawn of justice now the but you knew there would be a book coming right um but it's also marks a pretty steep come down from the giddy heights of wonder woman that's fair enough and then you've got where are we the very lowest of the low let's go, go with the telegraph <laughs> feels like a sheepish feature length retraction of the franchise to date it's consistently embarrassing to watch and features plot holes so yawningly vast that they have a grand canyon like splendor part of you wants to hang around to see what they look like at sunset that's just very wordy and telegraph <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's own ass um yeah. It's just one more because this one is empire so i'm hopefully it'll be uh it's breezily funny at times in a what the hey way but lumbering with a story that struggles to find resonance beyond its improbable plot devices and preposterous mcguffinry justice league isn't about to steal avengers super team crown there you go mm -hmm. um so go on since i went first with your movie what, what did you think of this one oh, um i mean straight off the bat fucking hell cg heavy for god's sake i mean what were any of the scenes real in it even to the backdrops it, that 
was wearing on the eyes just because you can put stuff on the screen doesn't mean to say you have to put all this shit on the screen um it, that annoyed me and took me out of the film uh, completely uh i mean tina made a good point with it you go to the christopher nolan batman films and what's happening with those mm. and then there's what the one scene you know with you've got the truck and it flips over and you think fuck they did that they use cg to remove the big metal rod that really flipped the truck over mm. and so you go you know you're there fuck me the truck is like flipping over this it, and then, and a lot of the CG was piss poor as well, considering you know multi-million dollar budget. You know, the today's audience has got such a discerning eye for special effects that you've got to be good, otherwise you're just not going to sell it. And the, for me personally, the best use of CG is when you don't notice it. It's stuff like removing that, you know, the big pipe that flipped the truck over and, and little subtle things here and here and there. And you just don't notice them. This was just like throwing it in your face. It was like being at a CGI bukkake party and it's just all <laughs> splashing all over your face. And you're going, for fuck's sake, stop with it. Stop. Give me some, give me some story. Give me some characters that I care about. Put them in a place that, you know, I can believe in rather than this you know it's like watching an overlong cutscene from a video game mm. uh and again troubled you know troubled production there was reshoots and all of it there was a whole thing with henry cavill's you know the bottom of his face and the mustache and that because he'd finished filming and then he went off to the latest mission impossible film he'd grown mustache and everything then he had to come back and play you know clark kent to cgi that out of it for me that wasn't the most distracting thing. I mean, we noticed it, obviously. I'm going, oh, yeah, look at his face. It, were, it was Ben Affleck's face that got us, especially near the start, because I think it was after the reshoots of this. I could be wrong, but it's sort of similar timeline where he then went into rehab because I think he was, like, coked off his tits or something. <laughs> and you can see, and I think it's, like, near the start of the film, his face looks. I said to Tina, I said, was it with his face? Have you like CGI'd him or something? He said, no, he's just like, you know, he's got a puffy face because he's working on coke and all of this. He's like, you know, he's, he's, he is puffy faced and he just, he didn't look right. And then you'd see shots that were obviously filmed at, you know, a completely different time. And he looked different. You know what I mean? It looked more like Ben Affleck and not this weird puffy CG Ben Affleck. Um, yeah, they need, I mean, Henry Cavill's not Superman now, Ben Affleck's not Batman now, they're out of the picture. There's this new Batman film coming. You don't know who it's going to be. Um, it was, and I haven't seen uh, the, what's it, Avengers Infinity War? I watched the first 30 minutes of it with Tina and I checked out because I'm just getting, I'm worn out with them. There's, mm. there's so many of them. And they're just like, here's another one, here's another one. It's like, I've had enough now. I've seen enough that I want to see. It's going to be more CGI superhero i've had it with superheroes and i think this is why i'm going more i think it's i think it's being worn out with cg and superheroes that has pushed me more to like my old man trilogy and films like that where there's more heart to them it's all i mean there is some use of cg in it but again it's unnoticed but it's it's more real it's more affecting and it's not 
I've gone past that. Oh, wow, look at all of that on the screen. You know, it's, you know, it's Aquaman's diving under the water and he's flying out and there's the flash going really quickly and here's Wonder Woman deflecting bullets. I'd rather watch a story that that means something to me with characters that I'm emotionally invested in mm. and make me laugh and make me cry and make me think about them afterwards and make me want to revisit them. Whereas this is is just... This is like candy floss for the eyes. It's just, oh, it's, you get that sudden hit. But then when you've had it and it's done and you think, oh, here's another one. And it might be a different flavored and different colored candy floss. But in the end, it's candy floss and it, you forget about it and, it and it's gone and it's forgettable. And that's what these these films are like to me now. I think all these superhero films within the, the Marvel universe and the DC universe, and they do well, obviously it's the extended universe now because, you know, they found the cash cow. Well, not so much DC admittedly, but they're really wringing every last drop out of it. And I've had enough, mate. I've had enough. And again, I don't know if it's me getting older and I've seen it and you know, I've been there, done that. I want something that just means more to me now. And but yeah, going back to that Infinity War thing, that was the thing. Tina's watched it, and she said it's like it's like a rip off of that in many ways, but a poor rip off of mm. it. So, and I know you've seen of it. So, what do you think with that sort of comparison with a poor rip off of Infinity War? Yeah, I, I, I liked um, Infinity War. It's probably one of my favourite Marvel movies, I have to say. Uh, but yeah, it, it it is. It feels rushed and and that's the thing with it is it just doesn't feel like they've it's almost like they've okay they've had the superman one and then the batman one and uh wonder woman everything i suppose those are the three main characters you know but then mm. it just all feels a little bit rushed i i didn't really like ben affleck as batman anyway to be quite honest with you he just I don't know. It just it felt very, mm. very formulaic. Anyway, you know, I, I like Christian Bale. Um, you know, and it, for me, that that kind of Batman v Superman seemed to come as a. It was it a, a cash cow idea as opposed to something yeah. that somebody actually really wanted to make. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. or have a vision of it's it, you know, people have been talking it's like fucking Alien V Predator. It's that it? yeah, Freddy versus it's, Jason. It's though it's, it's all it's, over again. Yeah. Let's put these two giant characters together and just kind of, you know, it'll sell tickets, you know, it'll sell to sell the movie, you know, but then forget about the story, forget about the characters. I yeah. think that's the thing with the Nolan movies that you can see Nolan's influence on Man of Steel, you know, in the quieter moments, the, the, the moments with uh, Kevin, um, Kevin Spacey, I was going to say that, Kevin Costner. Uh, mm. You know what I mean? Uh, that would be a totally different movie. Would have, there would have been some quiet moments there. Uh, although he was in a Superman movie, it wasn't he? He played Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's kind of, it, you can see the Nolan influence that, you know, like you said, with the, the blockbuster moments, but then there's that lighter touches, there's character to those that those films there's characters that you care about you know you give a shit about um bruce wayne and batman because yeah yeah you do you know so whereas with this it just felt like uh you know ben affleck saying oh i'm a massive comic book fan you know i mean come on you did daredevil now you're doing batman it's just like i just didn't i never really give a gave a toss about him as batman hmm. henry cavill was okay as superman but again just 
they all we've said it before they all end in just a massive cgi spunk fest yeah. don't they? suicide squad was utter bollocks i still haven't watched the end of that but it was shockingly bad wonder woman was okay um and i know i think you liked that one more than i did it was but it was just yeah i did enjoy that one i've got to admit i did enjoy okay that. for me um so it, i think the, the dc sort of like universe around this is it just doesn't feel as drawn out or as well thought out as a, you know it feels like it's it's almost catching up a little bit with Marvel, like they're trying to 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 get what they've developed, but do it quicker and not with the the work and the effort that goes into it. Do you know oh. what I mean? With with this, I mean, I have to say, I, I didn't think it was as awful as I was expecting it to be. I'd, I'd heard really bad things. Yeah, uh, me about too. It. So it wasn't terrible, but at the same time, it wasn't brilliant either. Mm. I thought there was some decent stuff in there. I mean, uh, anytime. Um, uh, Wonder Woman's on screen, you know, she's, <laughs> she, she's amazing. See, what's uh, the thing? I enjoyed that as well. And Tina enjoyed, you've got Jason Momoa and Henry Cavill both taking the tops off as well. She enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. She, I mean, you know, even him, uh, Aquaman, when he's on screen, he's okay. But this is what we're saying about, you know, with the swimming with men. There's, because the, there's lots of characters and some of them, you know, some of them you don't. But they all kind of get lost a little bit, and you, uh. you end up not really caring about any of them. I, I think there was an, something that interesting could have been done with Cyborg if they'd have taken the time and the effort to explain his story a little bit, and not just that you know he was a guy, he, he died in an explosion, and his dad brought him back, you know, because he loved him, but turned him into a a, a robot, you know. So that's kind of you know there was something that could have been done there that was quite interesting, but in the end it just oh let's we've turned him into a fucking badass ro robot yeah. who can shoot shit out of his arms, you know. And so it just again similarly to the last movie, I just didn't care about any of the characters. Um, and it, it, I agree with you what you're saying about the CG and everything else, and and even the bad guy, no, I didn't give a fuck about him, you know. He's just oh, a, no. a, see, a, a, but then the thing is with Thanos from. Uh, Infinity War, I, I actually gave a toss about him, even that's though... It. Yeah, that's what Tina said. Yeah. Yeah. She said that Thanos was believable. He looked believable. The CG was far better than... Um, oh, fuck it. Steppenwolf, is it the name of the, the yeah, bad guy in this? I, I only know that because of the, the name of the band. You know what I mean? I, 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 yeah. I, I wouldn't <laughs> remember it any other way. Because he's that's it. totally forgettable. He is, know. yeah, completely forgettable. He's just a guy who throws an axe around and just bellows yeah. at people. Yeah. You know, I don't even know why he's trying to take over the fucking world. It just, <laughs> it, it just for what reason? Why? Just yeah. Make, you know, there's nothing there. It is so, a bit of a mess. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, if I'm being perfectly honest. It wasn't as bad as I was going to thought it was going to be but that's not particularly a good recommendation mm. is it let's be honest um it's there's far better i mean like i said the, the nolan batman movies are uh, absolutely brilliant I've, I've watched though i've watched those multiple times and I, I will watch those again yeah uh you know they're they're brilliant films but these new ones like you said they're just so instantly forgettable uh that you just end up not really giving a toss about any of them that's it and then because they're so forgettable, the next one comes along because there are there's so many of them and they're all linked together. And you're going, well, what happened in the last one? Me and Tina were thinking when this started, we were thinking, okay, so what happened before? We know Superman. Yes, did Superman die? How did he die? We can't quite remember. Yeah. And it's you know, it fucks you off from the start. You've got this continuing story that you've got to keep up to date with all the characters. But they're all so forgettable. <laughs> the next, the next version of it comes along, and you, you, 
trying desperately to play catch up to keep going on. Oh, what, what was the narrative with him or her? And then you just don't care, really, which is mm. not good. I think, like you said, the, the best one out of the bunch so far has been Wonder Woman out of these new new ones. You know, yeah. there was a bit of heart to that. There was a bit more yeah. to it. Um, whereas, you know, with you know all the others I've mentioned, they've just been poor. Yeah. Really. I'm going to say Man of Steel was half of a good film. Um, mm-hmm. That after that, it's just been so. I don't know. We'll just see. What I don't know what the DC. Yeah. At least you said this, you can type in Marvel phases, you know, and it will go through. It will tell you what are the up and coming movies for this yeah. year, next year, the year after. I don't even know what's. I don't due. think they know, do they? What they're doing? Yeah, it just <laughs> seems to be reacting to. Uh, to to think. Oh, I think Shazam, which uh, I'll, I'll watch the trailer to that. That looks. Um, I'm interested in that. Interesting, because it looks yeah. quite funny, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be another Wonder Woman. Uh, apparently, yeah, Batman t- t- in 2021. Another Suicide Squad. Oh, God, no. Uh, the Flash. Again, the Flash, he, he was quite annoying. He was quite funny, but he was, mm. he was he was teetering over to being a bit annoying as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, the guy who played him. So, yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah. yeah. Take it yeah. and recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it. No, like you said, it was it was better than I was expecting. I was expecting it to be utter garbage, and it wasn't utter garbage. But it, I wouldn't recommend it at, at all. No, no. We've not done well with a double tape this time. Not <laughs> really. We we shall do better next time. The problem is you've seen every fucking film going. <laughs> so I sent I sent you like a list of about sort of eight films, and he's like, I've seen all them apart from this one. So I'm like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah we will do better and it will everybody won't have to wait six months for the next one either. no next month for sure yeah yeah, yeah we'll do that <laughs> and uh yeah it's, it's been good though mate it's been good to have a little catch-up uh despite our technical difficulties at the beginning of the night um but you you did start the show off with a bang well with a, a with rumble. a roaring fart with a rumble <laughs> if, oh i hope people are listening to this in surround sound and they've got like the subwoofer hooked up because you, your fart would just be in the background. <laughs> I honestly didn't think it was that bad. But the thing is, I've done one since. I was thinking, shall I say... You didn't hear it, obviously, because you would have said something. But I, it was like a rumble. I, th- I did it into my chair. So. I think I might have done, but I didn't know if it was something else. I, I, I didn't know whether to mention it or not. I'm going to have to re-listen to this episode now and then see if I can pick up on it. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, no, it has been great. So mm. thank, thank you. Uh, well, got as usual, the website, 60minuteswith.co.uk, uh, reviews, podcasts, news, music videos, lots of new band stuff going on there that you can read about and listen to. Uh, that's the hub of everything that we do. Uh, Instagram at 60 Minutes with all sorts of weird and wonderful shit goes up on there. Uh, Twitter at 60 Minutes with. Um, I mean, that competitions, we started competitions again. I started one today as of recording, giving away three copies of um, the goodies live that's coming out in March. Mm. Already got a competition lined up for next week where we're going to be giving away Blu-rays. We're, we're going to be giving, here we go, here's a little tease. We're going to be giving away um, a couple of Blu-rays. 
that you're going to review, mate. You've got them coming to you for yeah, review. We've got those as competition that. prizes, yeah? yeah. So make sure to follow us on Twitter. All of those, of course, Instagram and Twitter, 60 Minutes with Numerical, not Alphabetical. Mm. Uh, yeah, and feel free to tweet or email us anything that we've talked about in this show. It's always good to have a listen, and then we can respond to them the next time that we, we uh, record, can't we? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, and then that's it then, mate. Um, we, we shall go. And what's the rest of the evening for you? Um, apparently, my daughter is up with a high temperature, so I'm going to go, oh, and, go and check on her. <laughs> oh, give her a love. Give her a love from us, mate. Yes, thank you. Poor thing. Oh. Just breaking news, apparently, because um, James Gunn, uh, James Gunn, who got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy uh, for tweets that he said. Mm. Well, a few years ago, apparently, mm. uh, he's going to be directing the Suicide Squad movie in 2021. Oh, so there you go. Uh, oh, mm. would yeah. that make would that make you watch it? I probably still I watch it because I, I like James Gunn. Mm. See what he does with it. I think it yeah. probably be a can't be any worse. Can it be a better movie? Yeah, but... it's got to be surely. Anyway, oh. there you go. Okay then. So as Chris goes off to see to his poorly daughter. We oh, yeah. What learn. about you? Are you doing anything? Um, I'm going to take Bodie for a walk uh, and then, I don't know, watch something for an hour or so. We're watching Star Trek Discovery and that's about nearly an hour an episode, so I might watch an episode of that. Cool. I mm. thought that you were going to say you are going to take Tina for a walk. Then. <laughs> for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of nightly exercise in the fresh, <laughs> in the fresh Welsh air. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you to everybody listening and uh, we will be back uh, yeah, next month. Let's, we'll make a, a firm date of it, mate. We'll oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. Okay. And we've got an ABC show coming up uh, oh. at the beginning of um, March, so that'll be good fun as well. Oh, we're pumping out the podcasts. Oh, yes. Yes. Right, so let's leave everybody with, I don't know, I'll insert something here. Ooh, ooh, uh. mm. Some sort of, you know, British. <laughs> what the <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard that loud and clear. Yes, I did. (laughs) I nearly nearly looked out of the window. I thought, fuck me, there's a storm coming. (laughs) 